Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Iron and Soul podcast. Um, there seems to be a theme the last few times of some people from um, the jiu-jitsu gym coming in, but they seem to be the most interesting people um, that uh, I have right now in my life. So um, today I'm super excited to have another, um, I guess, gym... Uh, uh, um, partner slash, um, what are, what would, if we roll together, what do we call that? Uh, uh partner, partners, partners. Yeah. Um, Tommaso is a Dory. Yeah. Did I say it That's right? Good, yeah. Oh. And then Tommaso is good. Yeah. Usually it's Tommaso here, not Tommaso. Tommaso. You know, good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Tommaso is, um, from Italy I'm and mm-hmm. welcome to the podcast. Thank you a lot. So, it's really um, exciting for me. Yeah. I was, um, Pretty excited, pretty stoked to have you on. As um, I heard, um, you are into uh, particle physics and I physics. Mm-hmm. And then what made me even more curious is he. We were just kind of chatting at the gym, and and Tommaso was uh, avoiding coming to the podcast when I asked him. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, I, I got a project that I'm working for NASA." And I went. Oh, then you're <laughs> definitely coming on. Yeah. So um, for our and Tommaso, I do joke on this podcast a lot about only having one listener. Okay. But I have more than that. But well, you have two. To, yeah. yeah me, so I'm you, a listener too. So yeah. And I guess Nikki's two. Nikki's listening now. Nikki's always listening. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, she uh, she yeah. told me yesterday that she's been listening. So shout out to Nikki Johnny from the Key. gym. So yeah. Um. So. Tommaso has a bachelor's in physics, mm-hmm. a master's in particle f- mm-hmm. physics, right? It's in physics, but my curriculum is in particle physics mostly. Particle physics. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting your PhD. My PhD in physics. Physics at the University of Kansas. Uh, yeah, it All wasn't right. enough. So how the heck? just want to suffer. For <laughs> you just wanted to be that student forever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for, for a bit more. For a bit more, yeah, I get that. Um, so how, how did you get to Kansas? So explain that story. That's Take as long as you want. I don't care, but I don't. I don't get it. Can be really long. Can be really short. I get well, the long we, route. Well, so we did get to do as yeah. much as we want. Okay. Okay. This is ours. So <clears throat> I started doing particle physics. So actually, physics right after my. Um, so in Italy, it works like this: you have six years of elementary school, three years of middle school, and then five years of high school. So it's a bit longer than here. So once you get up, like graduate from high school. Uh, you can start if you want right afterward the the university. Now, uh, my professor, uh, the last two years of high school, she was the shout out to Silvia Mazzi. She was the best math and physics professor I had. She's she managed to give it like passion about it. So, actually, more than one, like at least three people from my class ended up like studying physics. She was a mat- she's a mathematician, but she always wanted to be a physicist. So she was keeping up there, like in class, like working on uh, relativity or um, uh, quantum physics, uh, like presenting, like, you know, like right. showing up, yeah, introducing us to that. So I told her, like, I think I want to study physics. And we have an exam at the end of the five years. And she was like, well, so at the exam, I'm going to. I'm gonna try to kill you on physics. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and she tried, but it was pretty good. Then um, I ended up starting studying physics. I was like, still uncertain because I always been passionate about, um, you know, like electronics in mm-hmm. general. So uh, I didn't know if doing something like with engineering or something with physics. But then when she showed, like, she managed to actually convince us, like, into physics. So 
I started studying physics in Siena, my hometown. Um, Siena is my hometown. I'm from Siena. It's in a, a small city, I call it, in Tuscany. Uh, 40 miles, 50 miles from Florence, something like that. So if, since we yeah. can't have a screen, and I'm not on YouTube, uh -huh. and we can't pull anything, where is that, like, in... So it's considered central Italy. Central Italy, okay. So if you go from the Alps to, like, on the border from, with the France, for example, you go down, straight down, is like five hours, let's say, from the Alps, so you go straight in the middle of uh, central Italy, and then if you go lower than us, you meet, in two hours and a half, you meet Rome, driving, so, like, we are right in between, basically, the northern Italy and southern Italy. We are diagnostic one, no one hates us, everybody's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> good, like, you make jokes. What was your mm -hmm. town again? It's called Siena, S-I-E-N-A. Okay, yeah. It's really famous for a medieval festival that happens twice per year, mm -hmm. so people from all over the world go there, because, uh, it's a medieval festival that never stops in the Middle Age. It's always been the same. Like this year, I stopped for COVID, and it's it's incredible. Like it was even weirder than see like the Olympic being you know dismissed. I was like, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and um, it's really engraved. You know, like in our uh, culture, mm -hmm. in our soul, we are baptized in a certain block in our city. Well, we can go. Oh yeah. There, like later, it's fun. Um, so I was in Siena, then I studied for my bachelor in Siena. A bunch of really good professors in Siena is a, is a portion of Pisa University. Pisa is like one hour from, from Siena, one okay. hour and a half. So after that, I moved to Pisa for my master. And in my master, well, uh, when I was at the bachelor, basically the last year we had this chance to um, write our thesis, like do our research thesis, uh, like if it was a master. And one of my professors, uh, I really like this professor, uh, and became actually my supervisor afterward for the thesis, Nicola Tur uh, Turini. And uh, he was like, hey, do you want to go work at CERN for the summer? So CERN is this uh, uh, asso uh, European association and that holds the biggest particle accelerator in the world. It's called LHC, Large Hadron Collider. And I was like, yes. And, uh, and where, was that, where was that? It's like in Geneva, Switzerland. Geneva, okay. Yeah, it's right outside Geneva. It's at yep. the border between France and Switzerland. It's uh, 27 kilometers long, the circle. So it's like, uh, wow. what is that, 14 miles? 14 no, mile. maybe even more, even more. Yep. Probably, yeah. Yep. More than that. So yep. like if you want to, you know, like run the whole thing, it's long. Yep. And um, so it's huge. It's huge. And maybe you can talk about it later. But and, uh, was a incredible experience. We worked with the um, gas detector development group, GDDD. So basically it's, um, or RD50 is called, uh, or 51, 51 maybe, don't kill me. Because <laughs> RD51 and the two, like, because I worked for both, so it's like, it's, it was weird. They were producing particle detectors. So there are objects that detect the positive particle and using the information that we can collect with that, you can reconstruct what type of particle it is, label them, the speed, the energy, the mass, blah, blah, blah. So to explain to mm -hmm. people that don't understand particle physics, yeah. me being one, in a, <laughs> in a short like thing, what are what is particle physics? Are you trying to study certain parts of the atom? So well, or? we are. So the fact is, is this: <clears throat> the type of physics that I do, particle physics, is usually referred to as high energy physics. Okay. High energy physics means that we are accelerating particles or detecting particles that come from accelerating processes, from like cosmic rays that okay. penetrate our atmosphere every you know every moment. So you can either use a natural source, right, the cosmic rays. Mm -hmm. Or you can use something that you produce in a lab. For example, no, you don't produce in a lab, you accelerate in a lab. Uh, it's weird to say, but in particle accelerators, usually everything starts with uh, like a bottle of oxygen. Then you start, or hydrogen if you want, you start stripping 
the electron and you keep the proton, so the positive charge, and then you start using uh, electric field to accelerate them. To accelerate them, like you can either accelerate them linearly and crush it like with a fixed target, mm -hmm. or you can accelerate circularly. That means that you can accelerate it every turn, you give some more energy, some more okay. energy. And the goal is to reach the highest energy that you can. And we try to accelerate, we accelerate protons at uh, almost the speed of light, like 99.99999% of the speed of light. And then we collide them frontally. So half of the proton goes on one, like rotating clockwise, the other half rotate counterclockwise. Uh, by the way, I apologize for my English in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, I wanted to say it at the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then we collide them in a certain interaction point inside this circle. Around these interaction points, we build our detectors. So what we do is we smash our experiment, if you want. We smash the protons and see what's inside. So see inside what happens inside see, the protons. Okay. They can either smash each other. They can collide elastically and uh, scatter like two, um, two billiard balls, if you want. And uh, depending on the process that you're searching, you can reconstruct the event that happened. So now... Um, there is a bunch of things that you can study from the structure of the proton. So that will um, go straight basically to um, help understanding better the what we call the QCD or quantum chromodynamic is a branch, really specialized branch of uh, uh, quantum physics that take care of uh, what we call strong nuclear interaction. There are the interaction that keep the nucleus of the atom together. And uh, the, so yeah, electron and, and sorry, uh, protons and neutrons together but inside the nucleus. Once you smash them, or you can see like really rare events, like you smash a lot of this particle and see, and you serve for a specific event and do what we call precise physics measurement in physics. So what you do then, you build all of your experiment around this interaction point. So the experiment that I work for is called CMS, Compact Muon Solenoid, and it's a cylinder that covers almost all of the zone of the interaction of the protons because you want to detect everything that happens in there. And it's shaped like an onion because uh, every every layer of detector has a different purpose. Like one uh, can detect the trajectory, the other one the energy. So each one of these different detectors are specialized on something. Okay. It works like a, like a camera. Okay, if you take a picture of the event, every time that the smash, start the acquisition and you see all of the, clearly you reconstruct like number or points in space and you reconstruct what happened. And it's way tougher than you expect because you, you don't smash one proton against one proton, but you smash, smash billions of protons against billions of protons because you want to maximize the probability that they interact. And then do you have to, once you do that, do you mm -hmm. have to then try to decipher from each yes. proton what happens? Yes. Exactly. Well, no, not for each proton, but for each interaction. Interact, so, okay. Boom, smash what happened. Bunch of it is garbage. It's like stuff that mm -hmm. we just dump away. It's like terabyte and terabyte mm -hmm. and terabyte of data that are just dumped away. Okay. You can even buy it as a souvenir if you want. You can buy like <laughs> cassette, like magnetic cassette. Because the, the, all of these are stored in um, magnetic cassette for now. Okay. And because um, if you, like, it's funny because if you go like to, to certain, there is like the museum and they say that if we, we like, we had to store everything in CD, we'll have like, 40 kilometers, a pile of uh, 40 kilometers per year of CDs. Like, like it's an amount of data that no is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's insane. It's an amount of data that is insane. And among all of this, you search, always search for like the needle, you know, like <laughs> in mm -hmm. the barn. Like, so you search for something really rare in there. 
That's why you have to smash a lot. Mm -hmm. Smash a lot of that. The event is probabilistic. You increase the probability just smashing more like this proton. Uh -huh. So you just like boom, So boom, what's boom, the smash. what's mm -hmm. the overarching goal? Like what well, is the what is, I mean cuz so, cuz in an experiments you or I think it's experiments mm -hmm. or whatever. You want to be able to recreate the same thing, right? That's Yeah, yeah, you you uh, and you it's not that you recreate the same thing. You analyze the data to get the same results. So right. you smash. You don't know what's going on. Like when you smash them, it's probabilistic it can right. happen one thing or the other. But then you search for the signature of the particular event. Okay. And you have to know the energy. You have to know the mass. Or what you're searching for. Like I know that if I like my particular case, uh, in this moment, I'm working on an analysis that when we of a really uh, rare event when the two protons collide but they don't smash each other they just transfer some energy and they scatter so like billiard ball like you have a pool like pool balls like boom scattering mm -hmm. and keep on going so now you have two protons that's lost their energy plus something that you create like in the interaction okay <laughs> like, so quick question yeah yeah you said that they lost their energy yeah because when, yeah, when, when you smash, smash them, them they, they, they actually transfer some energy to each other to each other and mm -hmm. then that creates something they create perfect yeah okay yeah uh-huh so are you trying to okay this is going to sound really yeah, yeah, stupid like, like are you trying to figure out time travel black holes <laughs> what no, the, i mean what no. is the actually there is a group that, that works on black holes and but you know but do you understand what i'm getting yeah, at? No, like I'm there's so many different things yeah. so what so cern originally was created so these type of detector are called general purpose that means I want to see everything that's going on. Okay. And each one of the group search for what they need. Then there are some other accelerator that dedicated to a specific event. So they're focused everything all over there, you know, like mm -hmm. that. But originally uh, CERN was created mostly for answering a couple of questions. First of all, can we see the Higgs boson? So the Higgs boson is um, comes out from, of a from a mechanism, from a mathematical calculation from the 50s. And Peter Higgs together with other people um, formulate this mechanism and Basically, what they came with, came out with, is that if we don't consider to have a Higgs boson that is a, a, a type of really small particle, mm -hmm. we cannot uh, explain how all the other particles get mass. So how matter gets its mass. So if you don't consider that, it's a, just an approximation. It's like, well, not nothing can have mass. Ah. So uh, it was rise in the fifties, but we we found like we actually produced the first one in two thousand twelve. Observe the first one in 2012. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So he got his Nobel Prize in 2012. So he's 80 years old and years crying. Old. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, I remember the, when we were watching the uh, conference, it was, it was intense. But yeah, so like, and that was under in 2012. And now the next goal is uh, can we generate and detect dark matter in the lab? So. Explain mm -hmm. to me what, what the fuck is dark matter? Like, explain, like, what... I don't... Like, I understand <laughs> it, but I don't. So, there are a couple of approaches to physics. So, mm -hmm. you can either make a calculation and the search for what your calculation predicts, mm -hmm. or you can discover something and then try to mathematically describe it. Right. Okay. And that was mostly the case for, uh, like, the 70s, for example, because it was at the beginning. Like, you... When you actually start smashing protons, you start creating particles that you... you had no clue existed before right. so it's like what the fuck is this okay right. we have to like formulate something for mm -hmm. that but now we are we have like books of name of particles beta gamma blah 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 blah, blah. and so we we start saturate that part of the physics in this moment so now the theoretical limit uh, are pushing the experimentalists in searching for something else so 
that was the case from dark matter because if you study cosmologically so if you if you do like cosmologic studies and you search the amount of matter that we actually observe versus the amount of matter that we expect we are missing a bunch of things first of all 70 percent of what we observe at least i think 70 percent is something that we, we don't know shit about that is called dark and we call dark energy okay Nothing about it. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> really few things. The only thing that we knew is that when Einstein described the motion of the galaxies, had to introduce a constant because nothing was making sense. I was like, and he called it the Einstein constant. Right now, that Einstein constant is described as a dark energy. Okay. And it's, uh, it's weird. It's like it's a negative pressure. So something okay. that expands. It's, it's really weird. But if you check the motion of the galaxies and you don't include dark energy, nothing makes sense. No, no calculation makes sense. So okay. like, if you consider uh, relativistic, general, general relativistic effects. But then um, uh, dark, when you study the amount of matter that we can see out of there, the majority is something that we cannot observe that is dark matter. Okay. So you see, like, was observed mostly in cosmological effects. So, for example, if you uh, look into, I don't know, the universe, something really far away, Sometimes you can see what we call Lansing effect. That is like, you know, like the mirage when uh, yep. something, yeah. It's the same effect, that, but it's generated by the fact that there is a, an amount of mass because like light bends around mass, ah. but we don't see the mass. You don't see the mass. You exactly. just see the bend the in the light. The effect light. light. Yeah, okay. So it's like, what the fuck is that? Now, um, But then can you, so stop there. Mm -hmm. But you can measure the, the how the light is bending to get the idea of how big the mass is? You can see the effect of it. Okay. But what will be interesting and in is uh, that direct detect detection of dark matter. So actually study the particle that is responsible of the dark matter. Uh, okay. That will be the, the new breakthrough. Because for now, we have like so many different theories that include like complete different particles. Like some are really massive and weakly interacting. Some are strongly interacting and really not massive. So like it could be everything. So studying the motion of the galaxies, the uh, motion of the material inside the galaxies, you, f you can formulate some theories, but it's, it's, not, it's not easy. But stud studying some, some of these um, really rare events, you can uh, start to put what we call limits. So we say like, hey, we observed there, but we didn't see anything. So you can start like, you know, like um, putting some limit on, on your theory and slowly adjust. Okay. <sighs> Hopefully it's going to be, yeah. So How then, ah, uh, yeah, I was talking. What about is your end? <laughs> uh, like you're you're getting your PhD mm -hmm. physics, mm -hmm. but focusing on particle, particle physics yeah. and this. What is your end get, to write your dissertation on? What or so, do you have to write a dissertation in physics? Oh yeah, yeah. It's okay. the third one that I have to write. I don't want to write your third one. Yeah, because I had to write the bunch. Because I was saying like once I once I go to CERN, they were like, you can go, but then you have to write a thesis about it. Oh, uh, thesis for because that was before your masters or after your masters? Before my master, okay. Like so bachelor, you wrote then one of the master, and now okay. I have to write my my PhD one. Okay. My mom was like, Are you, do you have to write another one? I was like, yeah, mom. Like, what the fuck? You just writing <laughs> things now? My head. So that was a. Uh, when I was at CERN, and personally, I work on the electronic and of uh, and on the the characterization and development of the detector, so of this sophisticated mm -hmm. camera that takes a. I was working on gas detector. I did a thesis on a small experiment that is connected to the big one that I'm uh, working out for. Then at the master, I wanted to study particle physics. Like that was really cool. Yeah, okay, I wanted to do this. Like keep on going on um, detector physics, blah blah blah. So I went back to CERN. 2016 
and we work on the installation that was really cool because we actually built and installed detectors down in the in the experiment so it was like super cool for me like i was there when we were cabling shit oh like, that's that was, cool that was really cool yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. completely different type of detectors those were diamonds seems weird but they're chemically uh, uh, like they're created in a lab they don't shine it's just like glass right so even if you steal it it's not big deal. nope not polished no nah, it's like the three thousand bucks for yeah. well three thousand bucks for a small one it's, <laughs> it's pretty expensive but not that expensive and um we're using that for different purposes after that basically i met a professor when i was there and he's a french professor and he was like, hey, I'm opening a position for someone with your skill set. I need someone to work on the on detectors. I was like, interesting. But I'm a professor in Kansas right now. I was like, yeah. Hmm. And I'm pretty bad with routine. Like, I'm, I think I got addicted to traveling and go like in situations like completely out of my comfort zone. Like, because physics life is pretty weird. You go like you're always like... Going from one place to another, you spend the summer somewhere else, so okay. you go for conference everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I want to try something that I'm like, where I don't know anybody, when I don't know anything. And I was really excited. It's like, I came here one night at 1 a.m. I came here like during one of these storms in Kansas. And I was like, what the, where the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guy that I've never seen before picked me up at the airport. And uh, yeah, that's you one of my You flew in at 1 a.m. and then... Here I am, and here I am. And the morning, I woke up and see, and I was like living close to Clinton Lake. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's that like 23rd is really long. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like oh, so and I long. Right, left. It's like because I told to my friend, like I think I'm walking down, downtown, and he was looking at me like, huh? Yeah, it was August. Oh, I was like, shit. Yeah, you really? Oh, I, I didn't know, dude. I didn't ah! know anything. Like, I'm so used far. to, like, you know, like I'm used to European densities, like the dance, like you can literally walk from one yeah, village to exactly, another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everything is walking distance mm -hmm. in my hometown. Yeah. And it's like 50,000 people. It's not the smallest city. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I put myself into Yep. But now, you know, like now I have like all of my friends here. I love all of the people from the gym, like you yeah. were saying. Yeah. And, um, here I am, pretty much. Sorry if it was long, but... So how long... When did you arrive in Kansas? I arrived here... It was 2017. 2017, okay. Uh, yeah, the, at the end of July. Okay. And we had, like, some... Like, our orientation, and then I started uh, taking classes was in uh, October. October, okay. So then, how much longer do you have? Probably one year. One next more? Next year, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to uh, speed up the, the process. I'm and old, now, bro. I'm old. Will that professor... <laughs> Are you still going to work for him when you're they, done? Well, it depends on the, on the project, how it works. Because okay. it's like right now we have really different projects. Like you were saying, like we are involved with this NASA project that mm -hmm. is starting now. And uh, it's uh, for particle detection um, in, um, well, we, we want to send uh, this one of our detectors, a series of our detectors in a, what we call a CubeSat, a Cube, uh, cube satellite attached to the ISS to detect some, um, and uh, identify certain type of particles and um, uh, ions. Uh, then I'm involved with the um, medical physics project with our detector. Uh, we tested them in uh, Dublin, Ireland. And I actually sent some, some results today and probably I'm done with that. And then uh, this uh, certain project. Okay. So we're making detectors and analysis. Be too many projects. Um, okay. So you, so you, so when you graduate, you don't quite know what, what's going to happen. Not okay. yet. Are you interested in in uh, being a professor at all? I've never been really interested in being a professor. I'm so I'm pretty 
bad at teaching things that I'm not hundred percent sure of. Oh, and I and okay. I you know I get into my mind, like. Can you be a hundred percent sure of anything? No, exactly, See? exactly, exactly. <laughs> See, he's bothering me, dude. But it was interesting here teaching. I had to teach one semester. That was mm-hmm. interesting. I, for example, I can teach judo. No problem with that. But six a.m. class at jiu-jitsu, I, I have to like before every class. I study like like two hours. Uh, I write everything, dude. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, oh I'm shit! I might have to show up to dude. a six a.m. class. And <laughs> no, no, be no, the no. white belt with all the questions. No, I'm not saying that it's good. <laughs> I'm saying that I save my ass. Like yeah. at least my conscience is is clean for that. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Um, so let's transition here mm-hmm. for a second. Not for a second. I mean, whatever we're saying. Um, rumor has it, and this is only the rumor I've known because I've never asked you before. Confirmed it. <laughs> Black belt in judo. Yeah. And tell me, tell me how that works. So actually, next year is going to be ten years since from my black belt. Ten years. So what is that? what is what? So to give me an understanding of ten years in judo, what's that like? As stuff in a, <laughs> in a like judo play, it's it's really similar to a similar? judo play. Okay. Yeah. So um, my dad is a, is my teacher and instructor. Okay, my judo instructor. So I say my teacher. My dad has been doing judo. Now he's uh, sixty. What sixty six? Seven almost, and uh, he has been doing judo since he was 20, 22, something like that. He has been do- doing judo for a while and teaching 45, judo. about 45 yeah, years. Yeah, okay. and been teaching judo probably for the last 40. So he's a, a sixth degree black belt in judo. And uh, I always say, make fun, it's like, hey, I didn't have my choice, you know, like, <laughs> right? I was like, you can do judo, that's it. <laughs> no, but I never felt like stopping it like you know like kids usually at some point they're just like hey you want to try something else mm-hmm. i never had that face i never had that face i i i did like other type of things but then the longest i've been without doing judo is probably right now like without being doing judo every day okay but they share so much with jujitsu right that is like well, it's, it's really, i mean it's, it's really easy jujitsu came from judo so. yeah yeah exactly so um yeah, the the my dad is really into um, the philosophy of it okay. and the, the history of it. Uh, we are doing um, we do it's called Dojo Mukei Siena. Check it out. Uh, we are doing traditional judo. Uh, that means that we include a bunch, for example, a bunch of ground fighting that people completely neglect now. Uh, because uh-huh. it started out in Japan. Yeah. With part it of it like being 50, grappling, 50, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yep. like it started out in Japan with the when when Jigoro Kano, the inventor of judo, yep. took like he was he was doing jujitsu, Japanese jujitsu, mm-hmm. and at the time was really badly it was really frowned upon because uh, jujitsu was something barbaric, and during the transition between Middle Age and industrial era mm-hmm. of Japan, Jigoro Kano was like, hey, we are losing all of the principle that fighting. We have been fighting for, like, Japan always, yep. always have been fighting, you know, like, feudal, mm-hmm. medieval, like, hardcore uh, society. 
they were they switched in like 50 years to industrial age so it's yep. insane it's insane and uh, they were losing everything like they were banning the use of swords they yep. were banning the sword master to produce sword they that was banning. like 1870 yeah that was the last was like, samurai yeah it was like right something like that yep and so it will be they started probably at the beginning of the 1800 and that was the transition moment and it was like pretty there was a bunch of tension of people going to the university with still with with the sword mm -hmm. you know like yep. these kind of things and um, Jigoro Kano recognized, he was coming from, he came from a, a, a like a decent family and uh, they didn't want him to do any of that because it was like considered barbaric, but he was doing it without telling to his family. He was coming back up like home, like all bruised and shit. And um, he was like, he thought about that. He thought it's like, hey, we are losing all of the values that fighting can give Cause like there's a bunch of value, you know that cause you fight and you see mm. people changing. As soon yep. as they start coming to the gym, they change. Oh yeah. Completely. Yeah. From, from basic things that is, there can be like respect from themselves, like for yourself, respect for the others and to deeper things. Like you are saying, like most of our friends now are from the gym. It's true. Cause the, the bonds that you create. Oh yeah. When you're in front of someone defenseless, mm -hmm. there's, there's yeah. nothing like that. So he was like, hey, there is a bunch of value in what we are doing, but we cannot keep on doing like this because we are not in the Middle Ages anymore. Like, we cannot keep on, like, breaking arms, getting injured. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I have to go to work. How can we do it? Right. So we introduced the concept. Like, in the physical part, you introduced the concept of control of the techniques. So all of the tosses are controlled. A control doesn't mean I, I'm not going to hurt you. It means that I can decide if I right. want you or right. not. Yep. That's the principle of control. And there's a, a Dan Harris always speaking about it. And it's really interesting. And um, same thing from the ground. You know, like I can arm lock you without any repercussion, or I can break your arm. Right. That's control. Yep. And the the name judo judo uh, ju means like adaptability in a, in a badly translation because like their vocabulary is really rich. But uh, ju means adaptability, and uh, jujitsu is the same. But jitsu means technique, while do means path, because uh, path. The, the path is the road of judo you know like ah, the the way of judo because okay. that includes intrinsically a philosophy connected to it so he divided in two things maximum efficiency mm -hmm. that is uh, maximum efficiency in the practice so a technique should be as efficient as it gets okay mm -hmm. so an armbar should be as efficient as it gets right. no no as minimal as it gets as efficient as it gets so maximum efficiency but uh, mutual benefit as well mutual benefit falls into the cultural approach that he was giving. So he was an educator. Oh, so that's was like, right. That's right. right. Yeah. He was a, the one of the biggest like English tra translator from mm -hmm. Japan. He was uh, working at school. He was an educator. He started traveling the world, checking every type of education in the US, mm -hmm. in Europe, blah, blah, blah. And um, he came up with his education method. He doesn't call it sport. He doesn't call it like discipline. He calls it education method. Mm -hmm. So he's giving you the tools to be a better person. So that's what, how judo was created. So mutual benefit includes a, a bunch of these principles that were lost, but we can still use. I'm not going to still kill you, but the concept of life and that is embedded, you know, right. in that. Yeah. And you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Like when you roll, it's like, like <laughs> yeah. do, I, do I feel it? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually it's interesting. I'm going to ask you about it. Cause like for me, I started when I was like five. Right. So don't remember yep. how like that developing me, you know, like that. But you, how does it feel for you? Is it is it like really stressful? Like when you roll, like the first time that you roll, do you still remember it? The first time I roll, I was super nervous, super yeah. stressful. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm 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 such a 
Oh, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I'm I'm pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just an mm-hmm. intense, like passionate person, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm really like want to learn, and I'm old, right? <laughs> like so, like I have this like, there's this like when I when we stand up, mm-hmm. and I'm on my feet, yeah. the ground looks really oh, far yeah. away, yeah. right? For my I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt. Yeah. It's gonna be a long <laughs> journey, it's a, long, <laughs> a long way down to the ground. So, like, my perception of it is is probably really different than like a five year old starting yeah, for sure. or a twenty year old starting because I just I I see I I love the pain, but I see pain. Mm. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I know that it, I know that it's gonna hurt. We're like a we're like a like Jax doesn't when he started, mm-hmm. he didn't know that it was gonna hurt. <laughs> Does do you understand what I'm saying? No, like, no, no, I understand completely. Yeah, so I know it's gonna hurt, and I'm like, okay, this is good. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> what, what other experience do you have like in sport? I know that you lifted. Uh, like, I wrestled for a, oh, wrestled. a little bit um, when I was like Jax's age. Okay, and then I played a little football, mm-hmm. and I was on the like diving team, but not much sports. I did. I partied more than. <laughs> That. You're from Kansas? Yeah. Okay. Grew up like uh do you know where Wichita is? Sure. It's just north of Wichita. So okay. yeah, I grew up okay. but traveled all over. But I always was like um in love with martial arts. So okay. Bruce Lee, all of that. I always wanted to to um be involved in, mm-hmm. in that when um but growing up in small town Kansas, smaller town Kansas, there wasn't a lot of karate or yeah, it was yeah. it was like wrestling club or whatever so we didn't have that a lot of that and then when i um i saw ufc 2 <laughs> number that, yeah. 2 yeah, yeah, right yeah. um i believe that's i get them a little they start to mm-hmm. bleed together cuz i've seen a bunch um i think that's the one where hoist went yeah. for Ever and ever yeah. and ever yeah. and ever, right? The one where he grabs like the the ponytail, yeah, the triangle thing. Yes, <laughs> no, the armbar, the armbar. And um, I think that's the one. But I saw two, sure. and I fell in love with jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? But that's 1994, yeah, in Kansas. No, nobody, no jujitsu, no jujitsu was at like, all. Uh, Lovato was the first one, probably around. In Oklahoma, but was way after that. Yeah, we're talking east and west coast. Maybe as close as maybe Denver at some point in the later nineties. But nothing. So then I did some other shit, and and then um, I always wanted to do it, Mm -hmm. and then never had the opportunity to, and then heard this school pop up Mm. in. I forget what their original name was. Heidi Metz. Yeah. I think it was Lawrence Jiu-Jitsu. Was it Lawrence Jiu-Jitsu? Something, like something like that. And I just kind of stalked it a little bit. Because uh-huh. I was, you know, a little older. I mean, like 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yeah. 40 is the new 30. 40 is the new 30. That's right. Um, and then I threw Jax in the mix. When we were already here in Mass? Or? Yeah, on Mass. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right when you guys moved. Okay. They moved to Mass. Mm-hmm. Real close to that. And threw him in and just kind of observed. And then I... Mm-hmm. Jumped in after that. They teased me because I, I say that I I let them see how they were with Jacks first, and then I, and then just, I joined. Just go and see, like yeah. report. If he's a, if they're a, if they don't hurt him, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, so, Otto was already wrestling at the time. Yeah, Otto yeah. was already wrestling. Yeah, That's he had cool. been he's been wrestling four or five years. That's cool. He's he is interesting. Jax is 
Jax is good. Mm-hmm. Jax is great. I mean, I think he's really good. Otto, because of his wrestling oh, background. Sure. And then, like, how old is Otto? 13. Yeah. yeah. So, that was when understands you start that realizing, like, yeah. 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 I can actually. And use. now, like, you know, re- I don't know if did you ever wrestle? <laughs> there is no wrestling in Italy except for uh, Greg Roman, and it's right. really small. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the. I think physically the hardest sport there is, right? They really pushed out the limits. Yeah. yeah. And so Otto's like coming to jujitsu, like, mm-hmm. this isn't that. Yeah. I mean, like, there is no cardio wise. to drilling as much. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he's like, this is easy. <laughs> Until he gets choked. He gets yeah, choked yeah. out all the sure, time. Sure, but sure. like, yeah. Shooting in with head first and triangle. That's yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. My, every time that I see a wrestler, like, come here, come here. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what I do too. I get myself mm-hmm. I try to go for a takedown and then get choked out. <laughs> no, yeah. for me, it was. I mean, I've never seen wrestling before coming here, except for like you're right. saying, like UFC or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the first time that sh- someone shot at my legs, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? What are you doing?" Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so people were like lacking to take me down, like with wrestling shot, and I was like, "Dude, I was just doing. I've been doing judo for I don't know, like twenty more years, and now I can, uh, you know, like prevent this to happen. Now I can." Because I know what, what's going on. Right. But before, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so how did your dad find judo? Yeah. <laughs> so my, well, my dad is an interesting character. First okay. Yeah. He's uh, pretty, uh, what's pretty, used, like, he's still pretty, pretty adventurous, I'd say. Okay. Just tell you one that I always see to all of my friends here. He drove from Siena to Tibet with the car, from to India with the car. In yes, 1974. that's a type of <laughs> that's a type of guy I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He they bought a a, a Volkswagen Beetle from a guy that was keeping the chickens in it. Nice. Like Fifty bucks, and it just like and they didn't have any money, and they just went to India. Him and a friend, or your, him and your uh, mom? Him and, and no, no, no. It was before yeah. my mom. It was like him and a couple of friends. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was like 1974, and he just started doing judo, if I'm correct, in 1958. No, maybe, maybe not yet in 19, because then they went back in 1977, because <laughs> he never reached Tibet. I was like, no, we have uh, to reach it. We came back. Okay. Take another car, go there. <laughs> so uh, it was so just there, like my dad is. And he sees judo, and uh, judo was huge in Italy at the time. Mm-hmm. In Europe, France, Italy, huge. And because we had some of the best instructor, like instructors in the world. Now he he passed out, like was probably almost ten years ago. But was uh, uh, Cesare Barioli was uh, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like he's a guru of judo in Italy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he started to be involved with judo, and he started loving it. But then when he was a uh, blue belt so like same situation that i have right now like on blue belt and they're like yeah you know like you can teach some class i was like shit and he was like there was no one in my home he was driving like 30 minutes to go to the gym mm-hmm. there was no one in my hometown teaching it so i was like hey go there and teach it and he was like blue belt i was like shit okay so <laughs> that's how he got involved with it and then uh-huh. he started doing like uh, italian competition blah 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 at the time for your black belt you had to um it's the, well, Ippon is the basically finishing someone, like throwing someone, mm-hmm. or like even submitting someone is an Ippon. It means like a full point. You had to have five Ippon, so five finishes in uh, one competition to get your black belt, or oh. uh, ten in more than one. Okay. And every time that someone was finishing you, they were scaling, like they were uh, subtracting one. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Okay. And it ended up like doing four Ippons in the first uh, tournament, and uh, the last guy pulled out for an injury. 
so he could not help with five five hit points. So I had to do ten over. Oh <laughs> and shit! Yeah, it was like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how he got like his black belt. And after that, yeah, he, and then he always been involved with it. And um, it's a funny story because then we um, we started renting a place. It was uh, when I was a kid. I remember being a kid and going to the club yeah he like he was just like bringing me in the mat like when i was like on the mats when i was uh, five probably okay or even before and i was just waiting for them to be done and then after that we see he's an architect so he designed his uh, dream uh dojo ah. in, the, in the forest in the wood <laughs> so yeah, so that's why, like, like old school, old school Japanese wood, style. We have like the fire pit, the <sighs> like so the floor. We had the kitchen, so we basically lived like every day after. Not every day, but like at least one day a week, we stayed there for dinner or lunch with all the people. You know, uh, it's, it's it's like a family. Awesome. Yeah, that's why, like last year when um, we invited. Um, we did like a summer camp from Rivers. People mm -hmm. came to to Italy for two weeks. I heard I, I missed mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you should have come. Well, I wasn't. Bunch I wasn't a goof. student then. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. And um, so they slept in the mat. They were living there basically for two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So then, do you have any brothers or sisters? I have a sister. Sister, does she do judo? Yeah. Yeah, she's a black. Girl. Is she older or younger? She's old, five years older, but she stopped doing it when uh, she was younger, and then she started again, like probably 10, 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah, and we no ten, yeah, and um, so yes, then she achieved the the black belt. My mom, she's doing it as well. That's no no. Escape. She doesn't do no judo. Escape. Yeah, she does. Oh, she does. Yeah, no, it's no escape. Now ah. not anymore. Uh, but yeah, she she used to it. That's my dad awesome. keeps on doing it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was funny. Like especially seeing like the people from here, like trying to roll with uh, people from my gym on the feet. Oh uh, no, like, they're flying, weren't they? <laughs> there was like there is this guy that has been training with my dad for thirty five years, mm -hmm. and he's like even shorter than me, stocky, and he's a like he's really good. he's amazing at sacrifice throws. So mm -hmm. whenever he's down, he's up flying, and uh. Calvin. Good old Calvin tried to, oh, to roll with him. Yeah, and good old Calvin. After the, yeah, after the fifth time of like this guy throwing him, mm -hmm. see Calvin butt scooting on the mat like for attacking <laughs> the legs, and this guy just pushing him and just like flipping him. I was like, come uh, up, come up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. But then clearly in the ground, uh, Jiu Jitsu is way more specialized now. So it's uh, right. And I'm, I'm I'm really glad that I'm doing it because now when I'm come back i usually my dad like let me teach the ground fight like ground part and mm -hmm. he teaches the standing part yeah. so you get into judo mm -hmm. you do it your entire yeah. life basically since from yeah. five did you know i mean did your dad teach you about the origin yeah. of judo and then did yeah. you then learn the origin of jujitsu before you started we already or? so we already clearly we knew like the history and everything and brazilian jiu-jitsu was still not as big as it is now right like now it's huge in europe as well mm -hmm. but it was definitely not big like right. i started hearing like about that like with the ufc or like fighting professional fighters blah blah, blah. but um for example I, I heard the gracie like the the name of the gracie family forever because mm -hmm. uh Kimura, when he yeah. met Elio Gracie. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. Like Gracie uh, lost. Yeah. So, uh, and I remember, like, he, and my dad was showing me the VHS of that. Yeah. And I remember uh, uh, Kimura breaking the first arm with the, what we call in Japanese Udegarami, and now his name Kimura after yep. him. Was breaking the arm. I just learned that not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. I was watching it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, it's interesting. And um, so I didn't know about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but 
I grew up with in this environment of traditional judo. I would say that it's the biggest part of my education is based off Jigoro Kano's type of judo. Okay. And uh, every summer we're going, I was going to summer camps, judo summer camps with this person that I was talking to you about, like um, um, Cesare Barioli. We were staying there for the summer, and he was like the guy that taught Italy, like basically, and then introduced Italy to to traditional judo. And it's not, and people say like, oh yeah, but it's traditional. It doesn't work Olympic level. He was the trainer of the national team as well at the time. Ah. And then it was like, I don't, I don't like this, where the sport is going. I just like do my, my home thing. Cause I, the sport became, um, uh, pretty, pretty stupid right now. I, I'm, I'm sad to say that the, the, now is it's getting a bit more, um, interesting. But for years, like they were instead of like teaching proper judo, they were just like removing things like, oh, you cannot touch the legs anymore. What? I cannot dive for the legs. Like, cause like du double leg is something that we do in judo. There is a name for it, morotegari. Or a single leg was, it used to be a thing. But then the sport was like, no, since like all these Russian and Georgian people are really good at wrestling, they come to judo competition and they blast doubles on everybody. People will not like watching judo anymore. So let's remove all of that part. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? Then it was like, um, well, legs lock, leg locks is way more ancient, but that's another funny mm. story. Um, ground fighting. No one wants to see people ground fighting. So let's remove all of the ground fighting part. If they don't want to fight on, on, on the ground, they're starting from the feet. So there is no... But now that people start relieving all the, the history of grappling through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they go back to Judo and use that in Judo. So the Japanese national team last year won with, I don't know how many arm bars and triangles. Uh, and I was like, oh, see, because it's working. Because um, Gene LaBelle, I mean, he would teach yeah. all, I mean, he's Amer mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. American uh, Judo master or mm -hmm. whatever they're mm -hmm. called. He would teach arm bars and all of that stuff. I grew up like doing 50-50, like yeah. 50 on the ground, 50 on the feet. Like my dad always said like, we usually do like every training is divided on feet. Like part, uh, we usually take like a couple hours, couple hour and a half. So, so when did it? When did it get to? Because for me, mm -hmm. I didn't know that mm -hmm. judo had all that other stuff yeah. until later in life. I just thought it was throws. I, th I think right? it was like after the seventies or the seventies or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but something like that. Because already people are complaining like why we cannot do all of these things. Yeah. But now recently, they put like all of this. You cannot touch, the, like get grips on the legs. That is bullshit. Like if I want to stop, like an hip to get closer to me, I can just frame on the hip. You know? Right. Um, because in judo, there's a lot of stiffing, like stiff. Well, yeah. Right. Because yeah, then I that mean, creates the movement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, there is even if you try to avoid, like, because when you have to attack, then you have to relax and attack mm -hmm. again. But sometimes you have to defend. Yeah. Um, is I would say that is the almost equivalent of sprawling in you know like in wrestling. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, it became like boring to see. And then like from the concept of, uh, you remember when I was telling you to, like the values that fighting has is like, and the control and mm -hmm. the idea of life and death are bad, like engraved in that. But when you throw someone, it should represent, you know, like, hey, I could have killed you. Mm -hmm. It's the same like of a joke, I could have killed you, you know? Mm -hmm. But then they started removing all of that because, uh, the way now to judge an Ippon, so a full point, a cross, is uh, if your shoulders touch the mat, it's an Ippon. Oh. So the, the, the throws are going worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Okay. The amplitude, the spectacle, you know, like the, the how beautiful judo used to be is not like that anymore. Okay. If you see like Olympic games from the 50s, you see some tosses that are incredible. 
and now boom boom always lower always lower and so the quality is always going down people are not interested anymore because if they want to if they compete what is the reason well the only reason to compete is like um olympic you know like it's mm -hmm. an olympic sport right but uh for people like to actually gain like medals and shit but people i find more satisfying to just go for brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments mm -hmm. people like travis stevens that at some point is like you know what i can make a business out of this right why why just like spending money doing judo and not getting anything while brazilian jiu-jitsu is running up like that so that's that's what i'm a bit bitter about uh, but yeah uh so that's pretty much how it works for the competition side okay but in our field we always kept um everything as traditional as it gets so uh, we even like learned some some leg locks you know or not much but mm -hmm. uh some because like, they got lost they got lost because the japanese like in middle not, not in the middle age after the kodokan era of judo so it was uh, at the beginning of 1900 um kodokan judo kodokan was the name of the first uh, style and gym that um or dojo i would say that you got kind of created but there was uh, another type of judo that was called kozen that is was really specialized on uh, ground fighting so every time that they were meeting these people were trying to pull guard and you see like you can see that the videos are funny mm -hmm. like a pulling guard mm -hmm. attacking legs but the leg attack were really dangerous at the time because if your knee was fucked dude you were not walking anymore it was like in hand like you right. know like so they were like no more leg locks and that stayed in the, in the history of judo and even now uh, instead of teaching that that's something that drives me crazy all the time it's like instead of teaching something you forbid that because you don't know how to teach it that's something that always drives me crazy in everything so it's like just teach it properly just okay. teach properly so sorry i speak a lot no you're no you're good no you're good so you get over to kansas mm -hmm. um you 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 know about jujitsu but you've been studying that how did you find and what 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 got you to come to the uh, to the gym and so before uh, when I when I went back um, when I was in Italy a friend um, a friend of mine that is a black belt from my my dojo Davide and uh, is the my sister boyfriend he was like hey I started doing some jujitsu because uh, they do a bunch of ground fighting mm -hmm. want to try I was like yeah I'll try so I went there and uh, I did some jujitsu with them and I was like oh, this is fun mm -hmm. I came here there was no judo club. I was searching for a judo club, mm -hmm. judo clubs. So I was like, you know what? I'll start searching for a jiu-jitsu club. And the one that popped out as soon as I searched was uh, the KU club. Mm -hmm. And I was going to KU. It was free. I was like, you know, I'll try. Went there. But after a month, one of my shoulders popped out. Oh. And because uh, a guy that was visiting, he was doing some judo, but um, not really controlled, I'd say. So the first toss, first toss while we were training, shoulder out. So, um, after that, I, I almost had to have surgery because the AC was separated. And, um, after that was like, uh, I had to search for a legit place. If I really want to do this, mm -hmm. I have to search for a legit place. And, uh, uh, reverse popped out. I was like, you know what? I'll try. Send them an, uh, an email that always, Matt always gave me shit about because yeah. uh, it was written in a terrible English. Ah. And I, like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, I'm a judo black belt. I'd like to try. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I went there. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, 6 p.m. class with uh, Matt and then uh, 7 p.m. class with Trevor. And uh, and then I never left. Never left. Never so how left. long have you been doing it? Two years now? Yeah, 2017. was in uh, February, I think, 2018. 2018. So, yeah, so two a bit years. A more than two years, yeah. 
Wow. I got my blue belt. Um, Pretty quickly, though, right? Yeah, in June, I think. Started in February, got it in June. And Just because uh, cause of the judo yeah. and, yeah, just yeah. the, yeah. 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 You can you shouldn't even compete at white belt if you have a judo background. Like a judo black belt, you should already compete at blue belt. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So even like formally, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, it was a tough one though because they didn't shark tank me that day. They didn't. I didn't have to go through it, but I didn't know that they were giving me the bl- the blue belt. And it was a Sunday morning, and Saturday we went party out with Calvin and all these people. Ah. So Sunday <laughs> class comes in the morning like. 11 a.m. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just like looking at people drilling. I was like, I, I don't think I can drill this morning. And then I see Trevor coming in and changing. I was like, you never come in for Sunday, would you? Then Trevor and Matt was like, what the fuck is it? Oh, and it then, was on. Yeah, and then they started killing me. Cause, but the fuck is that I was about to leave for going to Italy. So I was like, look at these people come here to say bye. Say goodbye. <laughs> I like, and I was like, and, and while they were killing me, I was like, Dude, I'm gonna come back after the summer. It's fine. You know, I was, fine. I was like, don't don't do it now. And I was like about to throw up. And then at the end, just like they threw me the, the blue band. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. So, so uh, what is your favorite part about jujitsu? Um, well, I'd say that if you can integrate like a good education part, like the way people change is uh, it's pretty insane to me like i see people that they come in like some way and they come out like and after two months they're completely different and then you start to bond with them like i was saying like on a deeper mm-hmm. level on a deeper level mm-hmm. it's way more uh, intense than just like you know a bond that you can make like on you know at the bar or something like that so that part for me is like a drug it's like uh, you know, so like, the connection with yeah, people is what's yeah. the most meaningful yeah, for, for me, you. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, the connection and the thing that you discover about they discover about like people and yourself what you're doing is pretty interesting. You know, you if you start, uh, I think that that that's true for every like fighting sport. Probably, um, if you spar with someone, roll whatever you want to call it, randori. Um, as soon as you start, you already know if the person in front of you is a nice person. Or is a piece of shit. Because oh. it's like you're defenseless. Dude. When you start, especially like people that are there, like for the first time, like you start rolling and it's so immediate to perceive like the intention of someone. Because it's not like speaking. Because speak, you, can, you can like, you know, like you can mask your intention speaking. But when you roll, you, you're like the most brutal, not only brutal, the most like um, savage version of yourself. You know? So do you think you get that reading that from... Um, years of doing martial arts, being able to read that—I don't know what their intention is. I should ask you. Like, do you do you manage to feel that or not? Well, it's making me think, right? Because I'm thinking about it right now as I as I kind of put that question back on you, so I can give myself some space to think about that. Because I was thinking about, I go to morning class, Mm -hmm. so there's not as many new people. So I don't get that as much opportunity mm-hmm. to roll with brand new. Because you already know like the people that you have in front. So, but I have rolled with some new people before, mm-hmm. and I did feel a um, to me yeah. not they weren't they weren't angry, but they definitely wanted to just yeah, yeah. like prove themselves yeah, yeah. or it's ego whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's another thing. Like there are people that cannot keep, like cannot 
um, face their ego and stay there for a lot. Like as soon as they realize that hey, the thing is, mm-hmm. is, 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 is like the most honest thing that you can, like the most honest check you can have yeah. Oh, yeah. on your ego, you know, oh. like you can either, you can run away or you can stay and embrace and it. Learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And many people cannot, like can do that, cannot do that, can, can take it because it's, it's everything that you knew before that is just scrambling under your own ego. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, no, hey, I, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it, does it make sense? Okay. Yes. I hope it makes sense in English. But um, there are some moments when your ego is kicking in and if you cannot check it, um, you're you're doing yourself like a, a disfavor, like how do you say? Uh, uh, I mean, it's not beneficial for you. Right. It's definitely not beneficial. And if you don't want to face it, it's even less beneficial because then it's going to come onto some other aspect of your life. So, uh when you roll with someone and maybe at the beginning like have a big ego but that start changing that's what i like a lot that's what i like a lot and then they start helping other people doing that yeah i for me i tend to i don't it's not that i tend to have a big ego i tend to have walk around with Mm -hmm. a lot of confidence yeah that's good that's good and then but i always wanted to do jujitsu and Mm -hmm. i knew that it would be humbling and and um, checking my ego because yeah. I do think that it's good for the ego to be checked. Um, I wasn't expecting it to, to check it so hard. <laughs> right? Like I, 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 I mean, you read a bunch of shit like technique beats strength and all yeah, that yeah. stuff, but I always, I still roll nervous. In the sense of I'm, af- I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to yeah. hurt somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Even, even if they have really good technique. I still I'm, do, to be honest. Like right, like right I'm now. scared that yeah. I'm going to hurt them with because I'm strong. Yeah. And I just try to just like, yeah. and then I end up, I feel like I end up suffering more. More, yeah. <laughs> more yeah. because I allow them to allow, yeah, right, yeah. them to do more. Damaging, yeah. Yeah. I understand. Understand. It's a it's a complicated balance, mm-hmm. but that's uh, it's the challenging part to me, and it's it's way more challenging than technique. It's usually the fight is with yourself. I know that is cliche, but the fight is with yourself, with your own like struggling on the, because like if you just keep on coming and if you just keep on like drilling and you put like time and effort in it, you're gonna get better. Yeah. I mean, you cannot get you know you cannot can't get worse. You can't get worse. Right. Right. So that's not an option. What can get worse is your, you know, your your, your own struggle, because mm-hmm. you're you're in your head even more. It's like shit. I've been drilling this for a while. why I cannot do it. Yeah, and that's just your ego speaking. But well, and for me, I just know my limitations. Like I know mm-hmm. my natural limitations, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not going to move like you. Like I'm not going to be as to. exactly. <laughs> but I don't. So my game doesn't need to be your for sure. game for sure, right? That's 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 the point. Because like judo adaptability, you don't have to adapt to jujitsu or judo. You have to adapt the jiu-jitsu judo to yourself. That's right. Because if not, we can go like, I don't know, we can buy a gun and go shoot it. You know, like what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like and defend ourselves. Yeah. But uh, to me, yeah, to me that the struggle for sure is uh, more uh, more uh, mental than uh, physical, even if the physical tr- struggle is huge. Mm-hmm. But it's even the most rewarding, the more rewarding thing. Like, hey, okay, like. What, really what's, the, what's, the, what's the mental struggle for you in, in it? The mental struggle. Yeah. Um, well, keeping keeping my ego in check is always a good struggle, mm-hmm. and uh, try to uh, be honest 
Mm-hmm. And when I say be honest and sincere, like in, in the action, reflecting it in the action. So if I'm teaching you, I'm teaching, or like if I'm helping you learning, it's because I want you to get better. Like the concept of uh, what we call in judo, tori and uke, so the, perp- the person is attacking, the person is defending. It's not only, you know, like you're not talking about like a guy that is brutal and the other guy that is just passive. You're talking about two people collaborating together to get better. Like mm-hmm. my goal is to make you better. If there is not the struggle, doesn't make much sense for me. Uh, whew, that's an interesting. So <laughs> my goal is to make you. Yeah, because it's like if the average of the gym goes up, it's only beneficial for me. Right. But there are people challenging even more. So, ha- okay. This is an interesting yeah. path because you come from, you come to jiu-jitsu already a black belt in another martial yeah. arts and not just just getting your black belt several years, seven, yeah. at least seven years into yeah. your black belt. So you already have that frame of mind on some level of, Oh, I've seen all of, of that humility yeah. of like, you're going to make me be- better by me trying yeah. to make you better and all yeah, yeah, yeah. that stuff. So as a new white belt, mm-hmm. right? Newer white belt. Um, I need to think about how do I sure. shift into that? Because well, I'm, I'm thinking how can, Tommaso make me better, me. But it's, yeah. Or it's how fine can Matt, right? Yeah, it's fine at the beginning. That's what you you should you should mm-hmm. look for at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so the, each one of us like has a different struggle, you know, has right. a different challenge mm-hmm. and goals to achieve, and it should be for sure depending on the level that you're at, and it should be for sure depending on where you're at in your life in general. You know, mm-hmm. like if you are a UFC fighter and is about to compete for a for a belt. Dude, go all out to get a sparring partner you know like you go all out mm-hmm. but if it's something like someone like us they can actually benefit from their from that on several levels not only from the physical level because then in the end again uh we are not in the japanese middle age anymore so the the physical part to me to me because then i understand it's, it's completely it's beneficial for everybody but to me it's not the the goal that's the tool to reach a goal that is a bit higher. That is uh, my personal growth, you know, like mm-hmm. growing as a person, as a human being. So you can extract values there that can make you, that then you can transfer in your life. Because it's not only the bond with people, but even like the, the concept of decision, for example. Like, you know, what to decide in what. That's why, like, most of, like, a bunch of managers do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Judo in their weekends and spare times because mm-hmm. it gives you an instant reaction and a, a concept of decision in action that nothing else can give you, if it makes sense. Yes. And um, so Jigoro Kano was saying judo is the tool. Like the goal is not the technique. That's a, just tool to reach something else. And reach something else can be from the physical part that is being more proficient at everything. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you, you say like, I don't like when people say like, oh, this is not my technique. Like this is not made for me. Yeah, but learning like the whole thing or that like a particular technique okay for example like a particular details like oh this is not for me yeah but you like knowledge is always you know like knowledge is really important in this case so yeah let's pause there for a second so like spider guard yes okay you look at me huh i I can't i can't even like i don't even (laughs) i know but like once you learn it like if you learn it first of all you're giving it a chance because right. maybe you use it it's a layer of guard like any other layer of guard mm-hmm. uh, and the second thing is that you know what's going on it's knowledge 
Like, yes, okay. So like if someone is doing it to you, you know exactly what is important and what is not important to do. So if someone's doing it to me, I can then counter. Sure. So the knowledge sure. of it yeah. is not necessarily knowing how to do it, sure. but how to defend For it. For sure. Like, I don't know, like Trevor sometimes is saying like, you know, I don't play lapel, but let's study lapel because uh, lapel guard because uh, if someone is done, doing on us, you know what is important to shut down, for example. And it's the same for everything. And, um, and we are talking about the physical level by every type of knowledge. I, I think there is no better example. Well, probably there is some better example, but that I know of knowledge is power. Oh, yeah. Dude, when you have knowledge, you know what's going on. Because mm-hmm. usually the, the problem is that you're just passing without knowing what's going on. Like I, I do like that. Like with a black belt, sometimes I, it's hard to be really quick in understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if it, they shift their hips in, a, in and you keep on pushing and you're like, oh, why can I get out of it? Because oh, they shift the hips. That's it. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So if you have some knowledge of everything, now your body follows, you know, like, uh, yeah. Right. And, um, but that being said, it's not, it's never easy. Like between like the, the theory and the pra- practice, you know, like right. practical fact is uh, there is a, a notion, let's say, but uh, a good similarity that um, kind of was using my dad's always using is uh, unify like body mind and soul into a th- mm-hmm. technique and it's not esoterical it's just uh, you fall in love as soon as you see a technique you fall in love with that and it's like oh that's my technique that's beautiful you know mm-hmm. the aesthetic part is really uh, play a factor it uh, doesn't seem so but the aesthetic part always plays a factor like i see a triangle it's like oh shit that was smooth but then you have to process it in your mind. It's like, what do I have to do? We have to throw the leg over there. And then the body takes forever to learn. Oh, so you are la- you have layers. So once all these three things are together, you can actually comprehend a technique, not only understand it. If you understand it, I understand it. By One of the interesting parts, it just sparked a, this thing that's been going on in my head mm-hmm. that because of my job of a therapist, I teach a lot of people how to visualize mm. things. And then when they visualize their goal, then they take steps to make, okay. to get, to achieve their goal, whether it's, whether it's, you know, um, getting through their depression, getting through mm-hmm. anxiety, uh, you know, getting a new job, whatever the thing is. So I, I was having this thought as we were talking about, like, I'll study these things that fit me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll play it over in my head. Yeah. And then I can't fucking do it because uh, uh, you, you have like, like another layer. I'm like, what the f- my because my body doesn't doesn't steal doesn't understand it yet. You need drilling. That's the, f- yeah. the that's when what in Japanese they call keiko is the top training mm-hmm. comes into play. Right. But I get the so idea of reps, reps, reps. For sure, for sure. But like when you think it's your own body know, and you know, visualize know, it, know, and you're like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And you're like, and then you go there. It's like, what? The, where did you should I put this leg? It's like I've just seen it. I loved it, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it made a lot of sense to me usually uh, mm-hmm. it's just like takes and uh, it's really for example I can see the frustrations on people face when we do some judo class because for me like some things that are natural such as footwork for them is not natural at all right like, it takes a lot of repetition and I can see that they get frustrated because uh, mm, it's really judo is not the most instinctual thing like you know it's it's, it's really um it can be frustrating. It's really, it's really tough. I can see that. Like, it's weird for me. Well, to it's say, like but. the. 
I mean, the few things that we've done in uh-huh. jujitsu with uh-huh. with um, some tosses and yeah. some ju- like that's like I don't get like getting to the yeah. using the hip, you know, yeah. and and you, you, you like you were saying like the floor is so far away. so far away because uh, that's why we <laughs> we we learn like breakfalls before yeah the tosses because you're like once you fight that fear and you don't have the fear you feel so free right. like, I don't care if you if you toss me while I'm trying to throw you. Right. So it's like I don't care if you counterattack because I know how to break full. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So I'm gonna attack and I'm gonna attack with intention. But before that, you see people that are trying to attack, but not really, because they don't want to be thrown mm-hmm. themselves. So it's um, or like they don't want to hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. So they they know that the break full is tough. But when I go back home and I start doing judo, eh, it's just boom, boom, tosses everywhere. And, yeah. Yeah. How so? Uh, how bad do you miss Calvin? <laughs> yeah it's an interesting question so uh for people home like uh calvin is not my lover like <laughs> he's giving me shit about yeah. <laughs> no nah, nah. so uh calvin is uh, what i would call in judo or in japanese my senpai mm-hmm. that is uh, not the sensei because he's not he's not the higher rank mm-hmm. but is uh the the high rank that is practicing with me mm-hmm. and uh he's uh, I, I owe him like a, a lot of things uh, uh jiu-jitsu wise and uh, but in like as a person as well mm-hmm. for sure um i miss him a lot like in practice because uh we used to have this type of conversation oh, every day bro right yeah, like- going back home drinking a beer and talking about martial arts mm-hmm. in general and uh that was uh, uh you know like the, the night goes by and mm-hmm. you watch fights you watch jiu-jitsu yeah, i know we, we seem so obs- we, we are kind of obsessed uh, i cannot say no and um and then we talk about it and then uh, we reflect on these things we read books we talk about mm-hmm. that and we are on the same page you know right and then when we drill we drill with uh, with a certain intent we we are uh, on the same wavelength on that mm-hmm. thing so yeah i really miss him and yeah. uh, but he's telling me that he's throwing motherfuckers there in colorado with judo tosses i'm like yeah it's nice <laughs> i i was you know i'm new mm-hmm. newer so i'm just getting to know mm-hmm. everybody and get to know guys but i i miss calvin for mm-hmm. you know just because he's such a sweet quiet guy oh for sure and good with i always am, i always like people that are good with my kids right mm-hmm. and I miss watching you two go back and forth, either <laughs> with your mouths or like the yeah. shit talking, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or just the yeah. the straight rolling. What's cool, like when I when I went there to meet him and uh, we rolled together, uh, it was cool. Like nothing, nothing changed. And uh, unfortunately, he's getting better, so now he's gonna yeah. kick my ass, especially in leg locks. Yeah, because he was my point of reference for yep. leg locks, and he left. So fuck you, Calvin. And uh, <laughs> so, who are you? Who are you putting the pressure on? And put who's pushing you um, now in the gym? Who are you? So everybody's pushing me because right. we have a bunch of killers. But yes, um, I, I see. So right now we are training a lot with uh, with Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben, uh, he's been in the podcast, huh? Yes. We are training a lot with Ben. He's really interested in judo, and uh, we do a bunch of. Uh, well, we've been injured now, and uh, we did a bunch of flowing rolls, mm-hmm. flow rolls, and uh, that is uh, really important to me because mm-hmm. flow rolls open open up your your mind on things because uh, you have time to reflect. Mm-hmm. You usually don't have when you're and you go back to your comfort zone. Right. But if you 
actually want to get out of the comfort zone, you have to bring it down a notch and right and just move do it to ten percent. Yeah, then everything is gonna it's gonna work better. Uh, I've been I've been actually uh, clearly Heidi, uh, Matt, and Trevor are are my point oh, of preference. Yeah. But it's, that's that's um, yeah. But the fact is that I haven't been training with a lot of purple belt lately because uh, most of them comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, I'd say like all the people that are around Andrew Ben uh, Taylor in my pod, like all right. these people that they're always pushing me for sure. Good and. Um, but but I see that I can uh, I can uh, help with some things like mm-hmm. stand up game or uh, even the pinning game because uh, we have been like in judo we pin a lot oh. so like dynamic pin is something that we do every every practice keep okay. someone down so I can keep down big people as much as I want uh, and usually like they don't understand how like just like moving the the weight I cannot give you all my weight. Mm-hmm. on top of you because you're gonna roll me but i can move my weight around right and, st- and stuff like what i need to stuff at that moment yeah so um we've been working on that even with andrew we've been meeting mm-hmm. andrew for 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 one hour straight ah. <laughs> and let him like uh and i was getting better uh, he he picks up things so he passed so it's fine. andrew if you're listening mm-hmm. i'm coming for you yeah motherfucker. as soon as these knees feel better fucker. i'm gonna throw you on your head i'm no, just joking like, i love you coming for that guy man that guy triangles me <laughs> Every opportunity. It's funny because la- last month uh, we were being uh, drilling a bunch of triangles setups for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and him, and now he's using it. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glad. Glad. It gets me. I'm, but there. I'm gonna yeah, come yeah. in for it's him. Gonna, it's gonna come. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna so, work out. Yeah. And uh, no, going back to Calvin. Yeah, I re- really miss him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I know that he's uh, that he's just like happy what he's doing right now. So I'm happy yeah. for him. And uh, but I really wanted to give him a, a brown belt to judo, so oh. you better come here and train again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what is it? So tell me about the belts in in judo. Are they same or different? They are a bit. They're different. Like traditionally, mm-hmm. there's only white, brown, and black. White, brown. Okay. Yeah, because it's like the white. Your white till you know how to break full from certain technique. Mm-hmm. Then you, because it's mostly for the other person. It's like, hey, I can toss. I can mm-hmm. try to throw you with everything if you mm-hmm. are black belt, and then down. But then when uh, the Japanese teachers start going to to uh, Europe, they were like, hey, here people feel satisfied if they give them like. Oh, yellow, I know, orange, right? You know, because it's satisfying for for kids, especially. Mm-hmm. So they adopted all that system of uh, that was. Uh, I don't remember who was the first one to introduce it. In, uh, but yeah, it was a famous uh, instructor, maybe Katanishi. In any case, um, so yes, usually it's white, brown, and black. But what is it now? <sighs> it's white, yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, black. Oh, so more than jujitsu more, then? But you get it like faster. Okay. Yeah. So more like ratty, but not, much, but much still harder. Yeah. 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 While uh, the, yeah, while the, in my gym we do white, brown, and black. Okay. So at home it's yeah. just white, brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long would you say you're a white belt for then? And Depends how good you are. I've seen like, I did this person. Average. I'd say you can be like for three, four years. Three or four years. Yeah. And then brown for a really long time. Yeah. Like brown can be a really long time, but usually if you get, the concept of what you need for brown belt getting to black is not that difficult. So similar to jujitsu, right? Yeah. But then afterward is when the struggle begins because to get in like your levels like mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. Um, usually they're connected even to your uh, teaching experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, so I, I got my third degree black belt before coming here. 
Mm -hmm. the the year, like the uh, the summer before coming here because i wanted my instructor degree because like you never know maybe mm -hmm. i can teach someone mm -hmm. that's what right. happened yeah so um first two degrees you can take it in your like in, in my federation you can take it like your in my case my father gave it to me but then when uh, you have to have the third degree you have to renew the commission later the national commission right so we had a weekend uh I call it testing, but it's not really testing because they know how, like, they know me and everything. So we, we roll a lot. We teach some techniques. It's mostly based off of, of teaching. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I had, like, to demonstrate some technique, how I will teach it to white belts, break falls, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they gave me my... my so is there anything, um, like, a coral belt, like, in, in, yeah. in judo? Yeah. yeah, after fourth degree, you can you have, like, the stripes, uh, red and white. until mm -hmm. you get, I think, your eighth or seventh degree and then it's a coral belt and then uh that's it pretty much so yeah. is your dad a coral belt then my dad is a stripe uh, red and white because it's a sixth degree okay yeah so he's close it's close i don't know if you want to get uh, any any other um, degree because uh, his instructor that it was this guy that was talking about died mm -hmm. so i think he's not interested anymore in getting uh, for anybody else so okay i think i think okay that listen to, oh, so is your dad English, like one of the highest in my uh, federation for sure there is, a seventh, there, there is a seventh degree but yeah in italy there are like some six some seventh uh maybe some hey maybe there is one or two eight degrees but then you have to go to japan for uh okay yeah maybe some france uh, there is someone okay but to tenth done stuff like that you have to go to, to japan okay. and say, like, that's some so we're getting close to to wrapping up part yep. one with with tomaso on the podcast but i want to ask a, a a question and you take as long as you want on your answer. Go ahead. Before Can I use the button before before that? Yes. Hold yes. on. All right, we're back. Oh, I had to pee too, so yeah. that's good. Um, so you're getting your PhD <laughs> in physics, so you're not an idiot. And that's right? that, what that, you said I mean, that. I didn't say that. Uh, that's me okay. and my impression. Okay. Not an idiot. Um, black belt in judo. Mm -hmm. um, blue belt in jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Does, and I'm going to focus on jujitsu. Yep. Does jujitsu mm -hmm. help you with physics? Oh, shit. Or does physics help you with jujitsu? And when I say help you, yeah. there's lots of, yeah, there's yeah. lot, that's a loaded question, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, I'd say yes and yes. Okay. And it transfer, like the, the knowledge transfer of one thing to the other, more the experience than the knowledge. For example, um, every time that I have to get uh, meetings, like, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, a uh, seminar, a meeting, uh, I have to talk publicly. Mm -hmm. The confidence that you get in a combat sport is not like is the best because mm -hmm. you can actually i don't know i would i would say that you're not scared of it anymore i'm i'm still scared of like speaking publicly but um it is for sure helps you and for sure helps you in uh, again in decision for example mm -hmm. in deciding things uh, it helps on the on how to use your uh, uh, skill set because mm -hmm. that's another thing that you were talking about you know like sometimes you have certain skill set and it's your personal skill set but you know how to access that, you know, all the time. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, an interesting thing that Kana was saying is that um, 
do judo till you are, I don't know, 30 or 35, blah, 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 and it's the same for jiu-jitsu, but then bring judo or jiu-jitsu in your life. Because mm-hmm. if you don't learn how to bring it in your life, you know, like you're losing half of the half the thing. You have to learn how to transfer all of this. For example, something that I'm using a lot in life in general is like empathy, like mm-hmm. with other people. I will consider myself pretty good at that. Like I'm relating with new people because mm-hmm. I had to do it for all of my life with new people coming in. And coming in, like for example, in jiu-jitsu, completely defenseless. Dude, you're, yeah. uh, we are about to, you know, like you, you know, <laughs> I know, we are we, we have an agreement but you don't know what's going like what will will happen well yeah. i i i do because i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the most part die. with a few of them uh, i'm literally with like most half of, of, of josh right he's not gonna die with me and uh, um so like you can transfer that even for sure like in the relationship that you have with your colleagues and mm-hmm. boss and everything that's something that helps help me like a lot I can make like I can go to a conference, meeting new people, and be in touch with them. It's important skill set to have. Physics, too. Um, I'd say I'd say the uh, the studios, like let's say I consider myself studious in judo and jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I transfer for my years of studies. Uh, Italian education is pretty tough. It's pretty rough. People will talk about a shit on you. Like professors will give you a bunch of shit to. Fight so against. from from undergraduate on, or even in elementary school, professors from talk shit. School on, from high school on, from high school on, you're just stuff. Yeah, like okay. there's examination all the time, okay. and uh, when you get to, and I remember like it was so tough. Like high school is tough for many people. It's really tough, and then. At the end, all the time, what the professor says to you is like, oh, enjoy now where the professor are helping you because when you're at the university, they're not going to help you anymore. You have to know how to, you know, like you're a grown man now. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to. And it's true. But I was like, motherfucker, you're treating me like shit now. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. when you go there, like, oh, I know what's going on. But I've seen some some brutal scenes Mm -hmm. undergrad. And like I've seen professors saying to people like, hey, maybe after five years of physics, maybe you want to change job after five years. And you know, like I've seen people crying. I've seen professors like kicking out of fire exams out of like students because mm-hmm. they didn't know an answer. I've been there. Like I've been kicked out of, from, from sessions because usually you have an oral, yeah, and a written and oral part. Mm-hmm. In the oral part, they can do whatever the fuck I want. So oh, they're shit. like, yeah. And like the master, especially the master degree, we had like always a commission of three, four professors or two, three. Right. Professors. So you are in front of people and everybody's asking a question and then you freak out. So all of that, like now I have a thicker, a way thicker skin. And when I had like my exams here, I was like, oh, this is easy. Okay. No one is like here. People try to help you. <laughs> ah. So, and that's for sure. Like it's something that helps me with, uh, with jujitsu for sure. Having a thicker skin and, uh, uh, studying, studying, studying a lot. And, uh, that I think is, uh, the way I try to, and I had to like, sometimes like explain things in physics, meeting, uh, classes, TAing for, for professor, blah, blah, blah. Then, uh, uh, it, now it's easier both from a language point of view and from a knowledge point of view to do even for, with kids, for example, mm-hmm. with, um, it's, it's not, it was not easy at the beginning. Cause like, imagine like going to another country and I had to teach in that language mm-hmm. and you know that you know shit, but it's You're tough trying to, to transfer, transfer it. Yeah. 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 In yeah. a different language. It's like, 
I had to build up the skill to know where to put attention, like in a different, like if you have a drill and I know in Italian what to tell you, like how to motivate you to do that, how to, uh, to tell you like where the hand goes, where the feet goes. But then now I'm at your, I'm teaching kids class and I'm at their same level of English basically. I was like, hey, I speak like at five years old mm-hmm. and I have to transfer knowledge like an adult. It's not easy. Well, not once easy. again, like you've continued to like test your ego, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, because yeah. that's another, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's kids, yeah. you're still for checking sure, your sure, ego sure. because you have to be able to explain yeah. it to them yeah. and have to put it aside. For sure. And, for sure. But and, that was all part of the of the master plan of coming here. It was like, I want to go to somewhere where I have no protection net. I have not, I mean, I have zero defense. I don't know anybody. I don't know the language that well. I'm completely out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So that's what's really appealing to me. And it becomes almost a drug, you know. I'm, I'm a little curious yeah. um, about this idea of thick skin mm-hmm. and you talked about a little bit when you're getting your master's mm-hmm. thing at, at that point you were pretty good at judo. Yeah. Right. So, and, and been tossed around a lot okay. and yeah. beat Crashed. up a lot. Right. Yeah. So what's different about that and not having thick skin why, why what was do you understand what i'm trying to get yeah like, like, like I've there's seen this, other like, people that confidence. never had like the yeah. kind of like the kind of thing I, i'm not a confident person first of all uh, i'm still struggling with that i'm not a really self-confident no, not at all like i don't think highly of myself you know? oh. yeah like i'm not that kind of people no no that's why i'm really bad at competitions because uh oh, again, oh. I'm really bad. yeah yeah I, I don't leave it well the way i should leave it but now i'm interested in trying because that is the the farthest from the comfort my comfort zone that i can be so um so it's always like a learning process well we're gonna go together to a competition and i can help you with your confidence (laughs) yeah with like the mental game yeah i'll be down for it yeah i'll be down for it i never said no that's the thing that's what i was saying like coming here was part of that was like i I cannot always say like no i don't want to try this i just want to say yes just say yes 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 like not to do jiu-jitsu? Yes. You know, like, but, I want to do this. Yeah. It's interesting. It's part of it, yeah. It's interesting that you say you don't have confidence, <laughs> but yet you say yes to all these things. Yeah, it's true. Isn't, um, that, isn't that an interesting... Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Like, because uh, that's... Because confidence or challenging your mm-hmm. lack of self-confidence, however you want to phrase it, is, is um, embracing the fear. Okay. Right. See, like this is becoming. Uh, right. I won't charge you, okay? <laughs> okay, thank I won't you. charge you. I'll leave some money. Um, you're embracing the mm-hmm. fear, right? Like, we're all scared. We're all fearful of trying something yeah. new sure. or or doing something. My guess is because there are certain things that are super intellectual, mm-hmm. right? Like jujitsu is pretty intellectual. Yeah. Sport. Oh yeah, it is. Physics is yeah. obviously is that there's this um, perfectionism tendency in certain things that we have to be perfect yeah. at something, yeah. right? Internally, yeah. right? But you would never say that to me. Mm. You would say, oh, Josh, it's reps, reps, yeah, yeah, yeah. reps. Yeah, yeah. But you're telling yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. So everything that I'm... I say up till now probably is <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand completely. Um, there is, uh, I, I think the experience that I had since I was in school and everything. Mm-hmm. And these bad experiences with professors that are actually mean, just yes. like 
like gratuitously mean mm -hmm. and like no needed for that um that not only builds your thick skin but gives you this feeling of uh, you know like imposter syndrome type ah, of deal yeah. and then when you are thrown into an environment like CERN where people from all over the world go and are brilliant mind like mm -hmm. you have like the smartest people that you can meet like smartest like physics wise because mm -hmm. uh, then like they can they don't know how to live life usually but yeah smartest people you can you can, you can have all in a room and you feel like what the fuck am i doing here mm -hmm. you know like what i mean right and you just have to trust the process that's right you just have to trust the yep. process but it's not easy because yep. you're gonna be depending on who you have in front like people people just give you shit and you have to solve that and you have mm -hmm. to accept it embrace it but it's not easy at all yeah because that's when the ego comes into play again. right you know it's like wh why am i here and why do i have to take all this shit from people from these people right but then you don't have anything because like you're in their field mm -hmm. they know more than you it's not that you can what's what's your answer to that you either stay there and learn or complete or you, you know or put run your away. tail between your legs and yeah, home. exactly so that's that that creates like that kind of dichotomy that is uh confidence but you're never going to be perfect you know like, confidence you know, and humility right yeah at the same time right yeah. you have to confidence to stay yeah to be confidence yeah. to check your ego yeah right and the humility to learn yeah right you have to build these two these two skills for sure but then uh it's you always feel like it's it's hard to feel in place in you know like, oh this is my place you have to be super confident for that well super and that's confident. an interesting that's an interesting thing I'd be, i would be interested to talk to mm -hmm. some some different high level people because i believe most of us on some level have imposter syndrome oh i think i think i think it's really common way more common than we expect yeah and i think it's just becoming yeah. more and more of like we're yeah. just uh yeah. more to talk about it the thing that that i that i worked to get over some imposter syndrome is that um, before the pandemic, mm -hmm. I left another job and started okay. started in with my wife in the, for doing okay. the therapy, and then I started a consulting oh, business. Oh. And my first contract out of the gate in the consulting business was a contract with a national organization. Oh, shit. And I was talking to her, my wife, uh, about why me? Why did yeah, I yeah, get this? Exactly. Right? That's always a question. And she said, why not you? It has to be somebody. So I've sure. been transferring that to like her knowledge mm -hmm. and her giving me that mm -hmm. knowledge to others. Why not you? Yeah. yeah right. Because true. it has to be somebody and we're all just floating around trying to figure it out. Right. It's just a matter of who's going to step up and go for sure. it. Right. So yeah. why not? Why not? That, you? I, I don't know. In my, in my head is always the feeling that I always the feeling that, uh, there's always someone better that, that can do this. You of know, course. Like, you know, like this, there is always better. somebody better, but there's a bunch of people that are worse. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I always forget the second part. Yeah. It's always like, wait, me, like you can, you can get like someone else here that's way better than me. You know? Yeah. They but, could, but they got you. Yeah. Why not you? We know Bill sucks, right? <laughs> so they took Tomasa. <laughs> that's always what it was in my mind. It's like, just get me because I was there at the right moment, the right place. Mm -hmm. But and that's what it's a. But that's life. That's though. that's life. Yeah, I I have to. Yeah. Right, like I'm pretty self-critical on that. Yeah, well, that, yeah. but I, but that's why you're so good too. Uh, at what? <laughs> at all that you do. <laughs> mm. okay, but that's my that's no, my no, perception, no, right? Because I get to watch you from the from my eyes, mm -hmm. right? I get to watch you yeah, yeah, yeah. one with my kid. No, that makes sense. Makes right, sense, yeah. one with other kids. Mm -hmm. 
that's two, two with other kids, mm-hmm. three with other adults, mm-hmm. and then four I get to personally roll with you and and yeah, for see sure, how for sure, for sure, for sure. <coughs> you. I mean, um, I'm I'm happy that people perceive me as good at that for mm-hmm. sure. I'm 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 happy. It's hard to convince yourself. That's what well, I'm saying. And, and what should I'm saying. we convince ourselves? I don't think so. No, because then we might get content. Yeah, and yeah, I don't sure, believe sure. it. I don't like. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. The, you and know, then I, you go from uh, confidence to like being a jerk. <laughs> it's like, or, then you're like, or lazy. Yeah, or lazy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like you just get exactly. lazy with stuff. Like Matt yeah, does. Matt is totally yeah. lazy. <laughs> Matt is, Matt a is lazy, lazy. Oh man, lazy, lazy. Be fat as well. He's getting so fat. <laughs> oh my god. And um, yeah, no, no, I understand completely. And there is nothing that terrifies the most me the most than being in the position to say like, oh. I already learned everything. I don't have anything to learn anymore. All when right. I see people doing that, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to be like him. I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to reach a level, mm. in whatever I'm doing, that I'm like, I'm going to be in this position. I'm going to be like super lazy and be like, just like, I don't want to learn that. And that scares me. Do you, do you like, um, I know that you said learn. Mm-hmm. I, I like that word, but I also do this thing where like, I like to test myself. Yeah. Do you like to test yourself? Like, in the sense of like, well, I'm going to roll with Colton today oh, to yeah, see what 100%. I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to try this thing yeah, yeah. and see if I understand yeah. it. This yeah. formula or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. For sure. For sure. Uh, more so in, uh, in, in jujitsu cause I'm more confident than, than in physics, but yes. Why is that? Uh, I think cause I've been doing it for longer, you know, like, like I've been doing grappling for longer. Mm-hmm. So I know what, what I'm going to face. Well, you've been doing physics for over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. We're close uh, to it, right? Close to seven. Five. So, in, uh, seven years, something like that. Five in undergrad, right? No, it's three in undergrad. Five was, uh, was high school. Was, okay, so three, three undergrad, undergrad two of the... So five. Of, uh, so, yeah, seven-ish, plus, right? Yeah, okay. seven-ish. Like, That's, running for ten. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, it, there's uh, so many things. It's, it's so specialized physics now that as right. soon as you get out of your field, you feel mm. like lost. Uh, and then there are layers. Because the knowledge that... It's like saying like, hey, I'm a, a white belt. I just need to know this, this, and that. Yeah. And then you get to blue belt and you're shit. I don't know these other things that I have to learn. So it's like, you know, like the more you advance, the more challenge you have. And it's, and it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to the process of facing new ones. And as soon as I feel myself stopping in that progression, I feel like, dude, I'm mm-hmm. getting lazy. I don't want to learn anything anymore. I, what do you think about suffering? What's your thought process <laughs> on suffering? Uh, like what? Like, All of it. Life, any jujitsu, I mean, judo, suffering. I'd say that it can be propedeutic on many things. and uh, But as soon as you start, uh, how do you say, like, uh, get lost in the process of grieving, you know, like, keep on, like, keep on blame yourself. Grieving, like, that can be dangerous. I've seen people that, you know, like, myself as well, like, it takes me long to process like you know like suffering in general like i don't know i broke up with a bit of girl no like, oh, i'm man. not talking about sadness mm. i'm talking about like suffering like, like that suffering? like like that suffering you get from being smashed ah, or okay. that like a total exhaustion suffering or the suffering you get from transfer to physics like not understanding it like oh, that just yeah. like uh, and and then you keep going. That that tenaciousness of keep going. Yeah. That's you know. more more tough for me for of being smashed because being smashed, I've been like destroyed all my life. So I'm like, like sometimes like people pressure. I'm just like looking at them like, yep, I'm just waiting here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with this. And um, but that uh, guide you into try to solve the situation. You know, mm-hmm. like when you start being comfortable with with suffering, 
then you can uh, start trying to solve the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, like th there is a problem. You can start rationalize. There is a problem. We have to solve it. And I feel that in physics, I still have don't have I still don't have a proper like that proper skill set. I'm like, oh shit, I have to learn this new code, this new coding language mm -hmm. that I need for this. I have the deadline. I'm lost. And okay. sometimes I get lost there and I'm getting better. at just say like, Hey, you did it like 10 times. You know how to do it. You know? So as, as soon as you start accepting that, you can start fighting, like, you know, I'm fighting against it to me. I don't know if it's right. That, sense or, I mean, so transferring that confidence, right. Or transferring yeah. that idea of suffering and being able to sit under the pressure until, mm -hmm. until you see the opening yeah. until you see the thing, right. Could transfer over to the, yeah. to yeah. the uh, equation, to the problem, yeah. Yeah. whatever you have to sit with it in it yeah, and look at it enough and not be scared of it exactly, or be scared of it, in but still way. sit <laughs> yeah, with yeah, it. Exactly. Right. Until you solve yeah. it. It's, it is like it transfers a lot. That's actually, yeah, that's a great point. I didn't say it before, but transfer is one of the things that transfers the most, you know, like the being confident in a shitty situation for sure. Mm -hmm. is, uh, is, uh, would you, would you suggest to people like, is there like a class of people that you work with, like during your, like, you know, your job that you will suggest to come to the gym? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so like, my, fo not good for everybody, but my focus mainly is, um, I like to work with men and, and, because I think it's important for men to um, be in touch with their emotions, especially oh, sure. within relationships. Yeah. With whether it's in relationships with other men or women or their kids or, or whatever, because I think men are taught to be strong and tough yeah. for the most part before yeah, yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alpha male, the alpha male the thing, alpha right? Um, and then they get in marriages and families and they, and that just doesn't work anymore, right? Being the alpha, you end up being an asshole. Yeah. Right. And you're not in touch with, much so I like to work with okay. males and try to teach them that. with that I like to work with younger males at, at times and I like to shoot them towards some type of activity right mm. some physical yeah. thing do I try to send people to jujitsu as much like so or I talk about the, it okay so so it's it's like it's you see the benefit yeah, that's what oh. I'm saying like so well, I believe just for advertising it's just like you see the benefit of, of yeah that. I believe but I believe in suffering mm -hmm. uh, so for me right when I go to morning class, yeah, and this is just this is just me, and this is just my perception yeah. of it, right? I go, I learn something, and then I roll as much as I possibly can, okay. and I try to roll as hard as I can, and I don't mean as hard as I can in the sense of like trying to mm -hmm. do that, but I don't stop, I don't stop, don't and I don't want to be the first one off the mat. <laughs> I want to be the last white uh -huh. belt that leaves the mat. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to be there okay. to be a white belt that leaves before another one. Mm -hmm. I will stay. And, and someone says, will you go again? I always say, I may fuss. I'm like, oh, but I say yes. Because for me, if I can suffer and do all of that yeah. and go, 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 everything else in my life is easy. easy. Yeah. Right. Is easy. It's true. That's true. Um, even when I would, and I, and I can transfer that before I mm -hmm. became just from powerlifting mm -hmm. to CrossFit, anything underweight, if I could, if I could push 500 pounds, right. Mm -hmm. In a squat, mm -hmm. which isn't anything magnificent in the power lifting world, but it's a lot of, it's really heavy. Just break both my legs. Right. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> if I knew that I could do that, then the rest of my day yeah. is easy. Right. Like, yeah. 
there is a, a, a second layer to me is that you have uh, someone in front of you in jiu-jitsu it's not only you mm -hmm. you know like and that creates a um uncertainty it's like what, yeah what he's gonna do you know like i know that that's an additional layer because like I, i can say like i can push myself running even more and it's super tough like you were saying it's suffering but when you put like this new variable that is like having someone in front of you you suffer physically but you even struggle mentally to convince yourself you know like to not convince yourself up to push yourself to be a good partner or uh to not be throw like a tantrum about like you know like check your ego all mm -hmm. these things so yeah. it's like uh, introducing that variable to me brings it like a step like a notch up with respect to other things i would challenge that on one level with let's use the <laughs> running example i understand that like in a 5k mm -hmm. or a 10k but you go to the that ultra level oh, shit. Yeah, no. then there's <laughs> then there's the then your mind yeah, is your opponent like, right yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. that For and sure. i think that can be more powerful mm -hmm. than me being in front of you mm -hmm. right like because oh, sure eventually you know, like, always level. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think that level though but, but I that's think, why we have competitions because exactly. when you get to competitions you're not only like facing some you're facing someone that you've never seen before oh i know and there's like fight, fighting the unknown that's the representation like if you 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 could reach the same meditating about you know like i'm fighting unknown but like when you have that person in front of you now it's different you know what's really strange mm -hmm. it not really strange i i only have my own perception of this but like i've discussing with matt matt gets nervous you know he's obviously a black belt but gets nervous yeah. about competition oh, and can shit. psych him out mm -hmm. you've talked about being nervous oh yeah, yeah. 100%. So, I'm like, I'm, let's go. And I don't know <laughs> See, what the, that is yeah, about. Like, no, I'm thing. sure I'm nervous, but I want to get out there and see what happens. That's the fact. So if you read uh, something about uh, Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi is, is worthwhile from the from, uh, Japan Middle Age. He's talking about what he calls the Mushin, empty mind. Mm -hmm. And when Kana was talking about the competition, Kana was say, say that the competitions are an obstacle in the path of judo because he, he never wanted, like, judo was an education method, but then it's an obstacle, but we can use it for reaching the state of mind. Because if you think about the path, if you're reflecting about the past or the future during the competition, you're never in the present. So right. if you project yourself in the future and you say, I want to win, or if you project yourself in the past and you say, I don't want to lose because last time I had a bad experience, you're not in the present. So probably you can reach that state way better than I than I. Right, can. because so. to me, mm -hmm. it's like let's see what's I don't give a fuck about exactly. losing. Exactly, let's see what I happens. don't care. Yeah. Um, because for me, it's about the experience, yeah. the journey, yeah, yeah. the thing. I mean, obviously, yeah. my podcast is the journey story. For sure, like, for sure, for sure. So I care about doing the thing because yeah. I spent. The, I didn't just. I'm not. I haven't always been that way. Mm -hmm. I was always for the longest time, or not always for the longest time. I was like, I when I get to the next thing, like when I get my high school diploma, it's mm -hmm. going to matter. When I get my college degree, then I'm going to, when I get my master's, you never enjoyed the present. Yeah. I never had. enjoyed the journey until I realized that's what I was doing. And then I was like, well, fuck the end point. The end points, the, the yeah. thing, right? It's like, to me, as much as it's at some point in my life, gonna be cool if i if i get a black belt yeah that's not my yeah that's not my purpose yeah. my purpose is to enjoy yeah. the suffering that's good right because yeah so that's what i hope to reach like 
Well, that's what I hope that I can, my knowledge I can bring to ah, that, that will be, that will be to cool. the yeah. to the people yeah. in competition. Is yeah. just go do the thing. Yeah, you've been training. Yeah, you know, like you, you know, know that what you know. I know, I know. There, there go, are some moments where it's easier, but it's easier to me to reach that. Like last competition we had in Tulsa, I I, I did it. I I was it was cool, and I I did well. And uh, but then there are moments where I I froze. I just froze because it's like, and I don't know if it's a past or a future thing, but I just froze. It's like I cannot leave in the moment. I roll like 10% of my, you know, possibilities. Mm -hmm. When there are people that can go like 100% of their their capabilities. And that's that's always fascinating to me. And that's something that I want to achieve. You have to struggle for. I'm not just saying like I'm pitying myself for that. It's just like, yeah, you have to actively think about it. And you just have to go yeah right like you just have to say yes first of all, first step saying yes say yes so for that uh we we i have uh matt Heidi, and trevor they they don't even ask me anymore and they just last time they signed me to the competition so i didn't even say yes yeah they just signed me boom matt, said, matt said hey do you want to like early on like he wanted me to do uh-huh. the sunflower and now there's no sunflower i was like yeah I say no, but they sent me in anyway. So. Yeah, I'm. I, <laughs> didn't work. I say yes. <laughs> I say yes See, like, like a fucking like, like a fucking goat. Yeah. Just like, that's whatever. Good. <laughs> that's good. Sounds that's good. good. <laughs> I don't know why. Why I feel like that. I don't know if I feel like um, I feel to be, you know, like to be good. Like I have to be to look good. You know, like I'm a black man. Judah is supposed to be good. Like, uh, and that makes me even worse. You know, like what I mean. But isn't it supposed to be fun? It's, it is. It, it, when I'm there, it is. It's fun. It's yeah, fun. When I'm exactly. there, it's fun. And then, um, uh, yeah, when it's there, when there, it's fun. But it's the, it's the moment before that that is like, shit. Moment before you get on the mat for the competition? or the First, the day before. The day before? Yeah. Well, everything is, is, is weird. It's like, but now that we started doing it with a bunch of people, you know, like, it's, it's fun. Like, right. the day before, you're usually good. Then you get there and you're like, oh, shit, I have to compete now. Right, now <laughs> I got to do this. I'm not here to drink. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's fun. And the after, aftermath is, is nice because, you know, like, you go out for drinks and shit like that. It's cool. It's always cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I still have, I'm still working on that. But my dad always says, like, if, if you don't have that type of mentality, sometimes if you see, like, your life in front of you like a movie and never interact with it your life just pass by and you're like yeah so i i tell people do you want to sit on the sidelines mm-hmm. and watch your mm-hmm. life go by mm-hmm. and that's and that's your interaction is there's me on the field and i'm watching it or do you want to be in the field yeah or yeah, on the, whatever the thing right mixing it up that's a question dude that's a question um yeah. it's tough sometimes but I started saying yes a bit, a bunch more. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You said yes to this. Yeah. You did say you were kind of like, eh. It's mostly for my English, if I have to be honest. I was like, well, I don't. You, know. I think you sounded pretty, pretty good. I'm sorry for you guys. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> All but right. Yeah. I have one last yeah, kind yeah. of scenario question thing here. Okay. Yeah. Sure. How terrible? Yeah. Is our pasta here? Oof. It's pretty terrible. Pretty dude. terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, I usually make. I mean, I don't. I don't make the pasta itself because I don't have the thing to to do it. Mm-hmm. But I buy pasta from Italy here at Ivy. But when you go to a restaurant and get a pasta, it's terrible. Dude. It's pretty terrible, it's pretty isn't terrible. it? Well, you should ask the people that came to Italy because when uh, it, <clears throat> so in my home, in my home in Tuscany in general, we are pretty big on uh, wild game because we have a shit ton of wild boars, mm-hmm. a shit ton of wild boars and deers. 
so uh, it's one of the the highest source of protein uh, the the most common source of protein awesome yeah so uh, our typical thing is pasta with the ragu so it's like a meat sauce of mm -hmm. uh, wild boar usually oh. it's like the yeah oh. like three four hours of boiling that oh. yeah, yeah. And, they all got fat when they came to Italy. They, we were all like people like came by like 20 pounds. <laughs> yes, well, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, yeah, pasta is pretty tough and pizza is, is even worse. But pizza, pizza. Used to, to, really? Yeah, the fuck is that? The fuck is that? So, <laughs> they always give me a bunch of shit for this. Pizza is good in Napoli, in Naples, Italy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go to my city, so my hometown, there are students from Naples that came there that are like, this pizza is terrible. Three hours from Naples. Now, <laughs> three hours driving from Naples. You can imagine how snobs we are about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but you I'm have a whole commission in Italy. Yeah. And if you break from that commission, yeah, they're, they're, yeah whatever that fucking, I'm a, see, I am a, in another life, oh, I managed a pizza place for a very long time. Okay. Yes. Okay. So here? I know, uh, yeah, here in town, I know a lot about. Here's not, bro. The kind of the. Yeah. The 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 idea of pizza. Uh -huh. I'm not like super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, super not, it but I get it, right? Much. I know about the consortium, and yeah. and if you break away from that, how much they yeah. like snob you, snobby, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole uh, deal. We are pretty snobby on that side, but not really me because not for Napoli, but uh, yeah, it can be. So do you that eat pizza in town? What is that? Do you like pizza in town, or do you not eat it? I don't consider it as pizza, but I like it. Oh, you pizza. don't consider it yeah, pizza? Like, what is it? It's what is it? Bread and, it's, and it's tomatoes? It's just a different thing. It's American pizza. It's just yeah. a different thing. I can enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not super picky on food in the sense that I can enjoy Like, I, It's not that I'm like, oh, but in Italy is better. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of people that come here and it's like, oh, yeah, but in Italy is better. And that's another way to not enjoy life. You right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's like going back home and saying, like, oh, this beer is, is terrible. And it's terrible usually. Oh, Italian beer is terrible? <laughs> like, in, in average, yes. Yeah. Like, my microbreweries here, they, they have it down. Like, right. I'm back to Italy, I'm like, oh, shit. But, but you're not known for beer in Italy. Exactly. Right? It's wine So, like, and every place pasta. has its own, like, you know, like, yeah. its own, just enjoy that. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going around here searching for, for pizza usually. I have it, but it's fine. But I'm going around searching for barbecue. I'm going around searching for, you know, like stuff that you're famous yeah. for. Burgers or like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying is like, enjoy yeah. the things that you have here. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I want pasta, I'll make it myself. Okay. So, yeah. um, what's your favorite type of pasta? Like format of pasta or like yeah, sauce? Like, like uh, format, form, first form. So I'm in love with gnocchi. So gnocchi are the... Yeah, potato. Yeah, and so since it has potato, it's not even considered pasta. Usually right. it's just gnocchi. Mm -hmm. I love gnocchi. And uh, from my hometown, we have this thing called peachy. that are uh, like spaghetti, mm -hmm. but like way thicker. Like oh, way yeah. Thicker. And that's the one that we use for wild boar sauce usually. So, so I sauce. have... I have only... I don't know if I've ever had it, but I've seen it once here in town. You mm -hmm. can buy it somewhere, the thick. Yeah. But yeah. I don't... Yeah, so I've never. I'll bring some for you. Okay. Like some also tagliatelle, they are the ones that are square, like and flat. Those are really good with the uh, with wild boar duck. duck. Oh, so duck. Oh, duck. Okay. Deer. Okay. So then, what's your favorite sauce? Oh shit! Dude, you're putting me in a bad spot here. Well, I have to say that well now the one that I'm missing the most is probably wild boar, dude. So like in a like a bol is that bolognese like it's, it's the same concept of a bolognese, bolognese. sauce okay and um, 
Bo Bolognese, means they come from Bolognese city. Okay, so it's so a, so the, red sauce. It's, it's called ragu. You know the ragu. Brand? Yeah, ragu yeah. is the yep. is, means like is the, the meat sauce, and uh, mm. there is ragu napoletano. Is, but ragu bolognese means like his minced beef with pork, minced beef mm. and pork, usually seventy thirty, uh, cooked in a red sauce for three hours. Probably. Okay, and it's the same concept, but with the wild boar meat. You have to. They usually. I don't know if they marinate it for that or not. I never make it because I usually don't have wild bird meat at home. <laughs> so never made it, but that's the one probably that I miss the most. Uh, so is your like from your mom? Is your yeah, mom like? We have friends that they are hunters mm-hmm. and they just bring the sauce. Or if you go out like to whatever mm-hmm. place in my hometown in Lisbon, yep. in every restaurant, taberna, osteria, mm-hmm. always like one yeah. of the, the dishes is that. And now as soon as I'm back home, I'm like running for it. It's like yeah. <laughs> going there. I wish I could remember the chef's name. Here in town? What's that? It was here in town or No. Ah, uh, like so in Italy. So ah, I was okay. I watched this my new favorite show on Netflix is called Chef's, chef's Table. Table. Yes. Um shit. I wanted to say it too fast. Keep on going outside. So um he traveled around the um the world and then he had a restaurant in Italy and then sold it and then did mm-hmm. all these things in France and then he ended up back mm-hmm. in Italy mm-hmm. and he Os makes this... Francescana is the name of the restaurant. Yes, but, uh... yes. So fantastic guy. Lo- fell in love with him. Um, and I love that show because it's like there's yeah. kind of the story of these yeah. people. And and so one of the things that he said is that, you know, in Italy, in a restaurant, everybody says their mom's the best, <laughs> yes. best yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. pasta maker, yeah, food yeah, maker, yeah, but yeah. until... That, but then he got in a lot of trouble because he de- deconstructed mm-hmm. the tortellini. The, all, yeah, the tortellini yeah, 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 and then the, 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 lasagna. the, the lasagna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that fascinated me the most is they started out the show, that episode, with him explaining the earthquake, some earthquake, yeah. where the all the um, Parmesan, mm-hmm. Parmigiana got um, damaged. All the factories for the yeah. And he millions of, of them did. Of and millions. he came up with the recipe of the risotto. With the, the risotto. Yeah. yeah. And sent it all over the world and no one lost any money. We bought some, some of those like in my house. We So basically there was this van going there to the mm-hmm. region mm-hmm. and buying them and bringing it back. So we bought like a, a, like a, a stock of Parmesan cheese for our house. And, uh, you know, like to help them. And uh, and then it's like it's the best Parmesan you can have, you know, like right. five years, um, months old. It's so years. crazy how everybody stepped up. Yeah, that was cool. To the, that so was they cool. wouldn't lose, people wouldn't lose. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like millions of dollars, millions, he was millions, saying, millions, that could have millions, been lost yeah. in yeah. people's jobs oh, and for sure, for all sure. the stuff. And, but And half of the tradition, because like all the old people that were, you know, testing the, mm-hmm. the so like. Yeah, the and, and, and he... He was part of the yeah. saving of that. And yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. A, a really that's cool. neat that's cool. story. That's, that's an, so Italy is not, I'm, I'm not really, patri- I don't consider myself patriotic. Um, Italy was unified like 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Interesting, before, right? Only yeah, 150 there, years and ago. Before, and even now, if you drive two hours from, they speak a different language, mm-hmm. they have different traditions, they they look different. It's it's unified like but during this pandemic I, I got to see like how people like actually uh, were you know helping each other and that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like I was pretty proud of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really usually proud of Italy decisions like especially lately you have been like a bunch of uh, bullshit. It's it's not the best environment like for work for politics blah blah. blah. But then like people uh, sometimes I forget like how good the people are like uh, yeah well i think you know as 
as much as we were in this modern mm-hmm. time, Italy is, we think of Italy, like I think of Italy yeah. as an American who's never been as this old world, Getting right? Like this really still, right? Like yeah. I think of, like when I think of Greece and Italy, mm-hmm. right? I think of like, how do they, how do they have Wi-Fi? <laughs> and I don't mean that like, no, not intellectually, completely. right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, architecturally, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you guys don't like, you don't, you don't have build houses like we do here, well, right? No, no, no. You have to like, like especially live. like my hometown, like if you go to the city center, stuff is from the middle age. Right. But you don't have new houses. Is we, that we right? Have new houses outside the city center, but not like not inside the city center. Cause like you don't want to demolish like something from the 16th. Right. You know, like, but do, is there new buildings in outside, outside, like in the outskirts? So like you buy some land and you can, still build. it's not, it's not super easy to buy land and build your own house because uh there is a bunch there's a bunch of regulations right like for landscaping for all of these reasons it's really tough and uh and even like some some small mafia you know like <laughs> still exists so it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's in the small things you know mm-hmm. like in the people like behaviors mm-hmm. is asking you for a favor in, in you say yes favor is, is, <laughs> yeah you know like is, that's that's kind of mafia yeah it's we're not really bureaucratic. We, we do shit really fast because of that. Mm-hmm. We don't pass through bureaucracy. But then it ended up being like, you know, like getting like this mafia mentality. But uh, it's not as easy as here. For example, I cannot buy a land and buy my and build right. a house if I don't ask the, the, the county first, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy. But for sure, there, yeah, there is a bunch of uh, like it was funny because like all the people that came last year. They were like surprised on the same thing. It's like shit, wow, you have new things as well. Like, yeah, dude, we are not. Uh, so, okay, so there. Yeah. Is, so yeah. my ignorance is that there are new homes and yeah, new. Yeah, if you go to Milan, it's pretty much is really industrialized. For okay, example. like if you go to northern Italy, it's way more industrialized. If you go to southern, it's still pretty rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. Go to Sicily if you ever like can go to okay. Sicily and. Uh, but yeah, like you cannot like you know like uh, destroy a building from the 1600. No, yeah, you don't want to. Okay. 1300. Yeah, so that's like my my dad office. Like when now it, it doesn't have the same office in Utua, in uh, younger let's say building, but it used to have like frescoes in the walls and shit like that. You see, like uh, what is this from? What is this from? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So every small, it's like in Rome. Like every time you turn your head, there is something new to see. It's like. This oh really so yeah. bi- oh, okay. if you go to rome like you turn your head like there are building new buildings and then you turn your head and you see stuff from the roman age okay. and then you see so, it's like, so are there like skyscrapers and shit like that like skyscraper, we, we... like there are skyscrapers but it, it, all of this is usually mostly in the outskirts okay yeah because it's like okay. we're like in the residential places and so, because usually in the historical center you have to have a permit to right, drive around right. and everything usually well, mm-hmm. like in my hometown i live my hometown is still surrounded by uh, medieval walls, oh. and you have doors to get inside the city. So these these ancient so doors, amazing. yeah. So when I live right outside one of the doors, so when you walk in, first of all you walk in and like you're in a different place, you're in the middle age, and then from there everything is walking distance, like everything, and you can't drive inside. I cannot drive inside because I don't live in inside the city, the 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 the, the old part. So all the only people that can circulate inside are people that have to, you know, like sh- shops, blah, blah, right. blah. Right. So it's, it's a bit different. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You should, come, you should come over. I'm yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yes. Right? That's the thing. Yeah. We say yes. Yeah. You have to say yes. Because what's the worst that can happen? 
nothing. You get fatter. I get fatter, and I'm already. I'm not. I'm. I will never be as fat as Matt. So. No, 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 that's that's a point. He's, that's a goal. If you have to have a, a goal in life, yeah, then don't ever. Be he'll as fat he'll as say Matt. he's. I'm fatter, but no, no, he's fatter. Uh, he's fatter. Okay. So. All right, Tomasa, thank you so much for thank coming you, on. Man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, remember, everybody, perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Have a great day. Bye.